0: Can you be quiet,
1: please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live.
0: How's everybody doing?
1: At the Burlington. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I have
2: no idea what the f just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere.
3: Clip. Hey, man. Good to see you, brother. The superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates?
2: It's a me and there's Garcia. Google Pirate
1: Radio. Now, live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host. Clip Brock. Welcome in to a
4: Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show, be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We have really enjoyed the listener participation this week on facebook and youtube let's keep that rolling again today because we've got some guests coming up and we've got some time to talk to you coming up in about 20 minutes or so ken watlington wnct channel 9 will join us to talk about everything going on in the world of sports here locally and beyond p patrick mason at four o'clock as we are inside of a week of ecu getting underway for fall camp and uh, excited about that we'll have pirate football to cover so we'll recap aac media days with p mace and uh, talk a lot of pirate football coming up in hour number two of today's show and we'll talk some pirate hoops in hour three a lot to talk about with cy seymour as we'll recap the offseason so far the newcomers the exits uh, and everything in between with cy seymour Uh, who uh, is the color analyst on ESPN Plus for ECU home basketball games. We'll also ask Cy about new ownership in Washington as he is a fellow Commanders fan. And will they remain the Commanders? We'll talk about a whole lot with Cy Seymour coming up Hour 3 of today's show. We've got Shirley Rhodes here, intern Joey, manning the video board. Danny Beal, intern Dan, better late than never, rolls in right at the start of the show wearing his Believe in Boston shirt. How apropos after they knock off the Braves last night. Joey came in here talking smack as well as uh, they are very excited about their little ball club knocking off Atlanta last night. Your mic's not on, Joey, so I can't even hear don't, you. Don't
5: don't preface us as that
4: little ball club <laughs> that
5: just gets away. We, ne-
6: we, we may be cellar dwellers right now, but we we coming. That we neat, coming.
4: That neat little team up there. They got that cool wall, right? The green wall. It's a really neat, neat squad <laughs> yeah, they got up you there. what you got?
6: You got a little wall. We, got we have a, a big wall. We
4: got a lot of wins. I
5: should have took Boston straight up last night.
4: It's not about the size of the wall, Shirley. <sighs> yep,
5: it
0: did.
4: What are you what are y'all doing in there? Are y'all doing like a side podcast? Yeah. Some kind of like mm-hmm. Boston sports podcast in there?
5: Yeah, a little 15
4: minute segment. Not interested. Chandler honeycuts here. Hey Chandler.
0: Hey, Clipper, how you doing?
4: Good. He's a former long snapper and he joins us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. I do need help from everyone here. So sometimes I'll see something early in the day, like yesterday. Uh, at 9 a.m. or whatever it was announced that ecu was picked sixth in the aac in the the media poll and i never said that on the show yesterday because that is like six hours between when that was announced and when the show started so almost felt like it was announced the previous day so if y'all could like if we could do a segment called did you see and y'all just say stuff that's happened today because i i do a bad job of if i know it i feel like everybody should know it but that's not how it is not everybody people are tuned in here that aren't on social media and on their phones and on the school board all day so if y'all could uh hold my feet to the fire on making sure we get all the news out that people may have missed whether it be last night or before our show kicks off at three i'd appreciate that so if anybody has any hey did you see feel free to chime in what you
5: got joey hey did you see jalen brown's ridiculous contract
4: i did see that the highest paid player in nba history which is again and nobody freak out about it (laughs) everything goes up i just paid like the highest prices for bananas in america history you know so like records are broken every day that is a little ridiculous though
5: (laughs) for a guy that's not even the best player on his team like that's that's a pretty big bag
4: pretty big bag sarah says uh, utsa homecoming will be against ecu saw that at the end of yesterday's show thanks to john moody who pointed that out to me so it takes a village uh, everybody jamie says i saw this morning the red sox beat the braves last night thank you jamie i appreciate that we've already discussed that on the show here's danny beal hey danny did you see
7: Big Gav, Gavin Williams, on his birthday, going four shutout innings today with five strikeouts against the Royals at home?
4: Did not know it was his birthday, so thank you for bringing that to the table as we look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck, the Guardians with a seven to one lead over the Royals, and Gavin Williams goes four innings, five strikeouts, two walks, allowed just three hits, eighty-seven pitches. So if that pitch count was lower probably could have got into maybe five complete six complete but goes four innings today they got a big lead so they figure you know let's go ahead and get him out uh but gav another great performance and anytime you can play the royals uh how many innings do you think danny could throw against the royals today if he had to three and a third three and a third pretty solid work (laughs) i mean look he's a big league pitcher but gavin what is this his third start against kansas city yeah like he'll take that every day of the week.
7: Well, of course.
4: How can you not? Yeah. How 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 much could you? Uh, how long could you last against the Royals? I
7: mean, an inning tops. <laughs> they, they, would, they, would, they would they would pretty much handle me, handle me. They're big, I mean, big leaguers. Close, yeah. They're
4: big leaguers. Uh, but yeah, good performance by Gav on his birthday. How old uh, of a man is Gavin? Probably about twenty four. I was,
7: I was thinking the same thing. I think twenty four, maybe. Yeah.
4: yeah. All right. Awesome.
0: Hey, did you see that Clip
4: Brock and Marcus Crandall talked to ECU Hall of Famer Rosie Thompson today around 2 o'clock? Great point. That is available on YouTube and Facebook Live. We'll run it on our show uh, coming up on Thursday. Man won't be here Thursday at 5, so we'll run that interview with Rosie Thompson coming up then. But talk about a legend. And legendary status to me, one thing I love, Chandler, is a jersey retirement oh yeah that is that that's to me honor like a statue is cool your name in the rafters is cool but when you say nobody else will ever wear this number that's kind of the ultimate to me in sports rosie thompson the only player in ecu women's basketball history that has her number retired nobody will ever wear number 10 for ecu women's basketball i think that's awesome
7: yeah, I've always been a big fan of the Jersey retirements. I'm, I feel like when 23 gets retired, when we do get to Omaha, it's going to be a pretty cool experience.
4: Absolutely. 100%. And big fan. there's so many great pirates, but like, <laughs> I do want to start a uh, kind of a groundswell campaign to get the number four retired just for Lane Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he deserves it. I don't know. I don't think anybody would be opposed to that. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, I literally he's... call him Mr. Pirate, like
0: Mr. Yeah. All-Time yeah. Pirate. like. Oh, yeah. Uh, they call Ryan Zimmerman in DC Mister National or whatever, but I can see like uh, I can see Lane Hoover being tabbed as like Mister Pirate because he played so many years here, played so many games. I believe he does hold the record for games played for an ECU baseball player. Yeah, and like a, a 320 career hitter too. And and just and, and big moments. It, and went oh through goodness. a lot with injury oh, and uh, yeah. th- his freshman year and having to wear like a a softball face mask mm-hmm. and. Uh, going through that, so I believe he has titanium in his face. He, he, he sure does. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I I would sign
4: the petition to uh, retire the number four in honor of Lane Hoover. John says, "What happens when teams like Boston run out of good jersey numbers? Well, you get bad jersey numbers, I no, guess."
7: Well, here's the thing: like Boston's running out, but New York, specifically the Yankees. I mean, I feel like one through twenty-five it yeah. feels like it's retired, and they're just running out. of like, I feel like you just keep having good players. Yeah, it's cool, but you're just going to run out of numbers eventually.
4: So, are you? So, we should stop retiring jerseys
7: uh, unless they're up there with the greats of greats. I feel like you should stop.
4: Well, I feel like the Yankees.
7: I
6: think you just need to raise the bar at that point. Change the parameters right. of what makes you great in terms of a jersey retirement. Now, you... What is the point
4: of jersey numbers? It's it's so we can identify players but fan, but who says we can't go up to uh triple digits I don't now pitching for the pirates number 133 danny Beal.
7: there's no rhyme or reason behind it i feel like with the older you get the reason kids wear numbers are because of their favorite players wearing numbers back yeah. in the day like i wear mm-hmm. nine because of ted williams or i used to wear nine i wear 45 because of pedro it's just one of those things where very cool like, you know it's a tradition Thirteen
6: is my my number, and that's the one I you know I grew up watching Dan Marino play. He was my favorite dolphin, so I was also born on the thirteenth. So there you thirteen go. is yeah, I my feel number. Like jersey retirement should only happen
5: if the jersey is, I guess, ideally iconic. Like if you can recognize that number and that team and know who the player is without the name being on the back, then that's when the jersey should be retired. True,
4: yeah. All right, uh, let's see. Tyler says, Monday thinks it's the best, and Tuesday thinks it's the best. Thursday has kind of strut. Friday thinks it's the best, but gather around, peeps, to tell you the truth. Nothing beats the Wednesday lineup, and that's the truth. Sung to Kevin's cookie wrap from The Office. Now, I've watched The Office quite a few times, and I got to say, I don't remember the cookie wrap. Chandler, you're not an Office guy. You in The Office? I have bad news. What's that?
7: Seen maybe an episode. Okay, well.
4: Never seen it. Man, not a lot of Dunder Mifflin heads around these parts. Fair enough. All right, uh, let's see. Other things people saw. Did you see ECU winning a duo fishing tournament in June? Tyler, I did not see that. Jack said Gavin had a blister.
7: He did. Okay, so
4: another reason to get him out of the game.
7: Yeah, that was a big thing for him the past week. He had to work on it a lot and was kind of – I mean, it was up in the air initially right after his last start if he was going to make his next one, but he made it and obviously did great.
4: Uh, Jamie says, did you see Joey and Chandler's team pick the starting quarterback? I feel like we've already done this. What what are they, just announcing every week that Bryce Young's a starter?
0: No, but I did see for the first time training camp action from QB1 Bryce Young. I did see a beautiful little lob pass to the sideline to
4: Adam Thielen. So – Exciting times. You did see that? In Spartanburg. Spartanburg. Jamie said, did you see Sinead O'Connor died? Shirley passed that news along to me uh, earlier today. Shirley the music nut and was playing some nothing compares to you earlier in the show. Uh, Skip is here. Skip. What's up, Skip? Skip. Skip. Come on, Skip. Jamie says, just retire the player, not the jersey number. Players can have the same numbers. Uh, Okay. I'm just saying that that is the ultimate to me which is why I think it's special the number 10 will never be worn for EC Women's Basketball. I mean because of Rosie Thompson? I, yeah.
0: To say that hey and you cannot wear think, that number because such and such wore that number.
6: I mean, That's we an can honor. we can make an argument that there are too many jersey retirements in baseball, but when you think about certain sports like in in the world of soccer, especially uh women's soccer, they don't retire jerseys as a matter of it, they they are passed on.
4: Well, let's play. I'm going to name a number and you tell me who that who that belongs to. Number 42.
0: Jackie Robertson. Yes. All right, I was just about to bring up like nobody in baseball in major league baseball
4: can wear that number. Now, that's an honor. Who was the last player to wear 42? Mariano, Mariano Rivera. Rivera. Very good. Number 23. We're on it today. M- Michael Jordan? Yes. Cliff Godwin? Yes. <laughs>
6: Keith, I, Keith Also Claire. yes. <laughs>
4: yes. Um, those were the only two I came up with.
6: Twenty-seven.
4: Trout. Fred McGriff. Mm-hmm.
6: All right, here. You, uh, also, uh, Dustin Pedroia.
0: Here's to all. Oh, no, e-
6: PD War 15. PD. Oh, you're right. PD War 15. I'm sorry. You're right.
0: To I, all EC fans out there. Do. When you hear the number five, who
4: do you think about? See, that's tough, man. Because you got Cram, Man, You uh, got Chris Johnson. Shane, Shane Carton, Yeah. Hmm. Now, 17 for ECU should be retired, because there's only one seventeen.
6: That's Dwayne, jo- uh, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne Harris. Can you
4: smell? Shirley, I don't smell I am, you're cooking I, yeah, today.
6: You know, it's hump day. Just, I'm halfway through the week. I don't Just care get, what get me it through is. the rest of the week, people. <laughs> I'm tired. It's hot.
4: Um,
6: I'm five minutes away from menopause. Let's go, people.
4: Any other numbers, Danny, that uh, belong to one person?
7: i mean one i feel like chandler's gonna answer in half a second 33
4: number one cam newton 33 is larry bird yeah yeah, yeah. although scotty i was going to
0: say 33 and see what y'all said but yeah larry bird one cam newton yeah but I like other than the, other than cam i don't even remember like a number
4: one in carolina what about
6: three three is dale, dale earnhardt and dale murphy
4: I think the 3 is more associated with Earnhardt than right. anything. Oh, uh, well,
6: sports. yeah, well I w- but when I think of numbers, my first thought goes to baseball first. Like you should retire Here, that one. number
4: in uh, NASCAR. Here, here's Have one. They?
6: 8. Number Aikman.
4: Troy Troy Aitman. I was thinking
0: Ripken. Here. Oh yeah, I like Ripken. that. I like that a lot. Also more.
6: Kobe wore 8.
0: Oh yeah. 12.
6: Dale Jr. Okay. drove 8. That's a
4: layup. Brady. Oh yeah.
6: Dale Jr. drove the 8 car.
4: Yeah, and the 88. And the 88, yeah. All right. Huh? 55. Jason Williams. Uh, Point guard for the Kings. I was going to say Channel Honeycutt. (laughs) Wait, the former long snapper? Yes, yes, that guy. I'm a former long snapper. All right, I want to do another exercise with everyone. And last night I was uh, sitting around and I was thinking of different punishments for Jim Harbaugh. I don't I think not coaching in the game is a pretty weak punishment cuz he's going to coach every practice leading up to it. He's going to have the game plan <laughs> in. I think that's pretty weak. So I came up with other ideas, more maybe creative ideas of what he should do and I want y'all to tell me what you think about this. I've got some responses on Twitter I'll read as well and or I'm sorry, X. I've got some responses on X that I will read. <clears throat> I I didn't see that. Are y'all on X?
0: Uh, Yeah,
6: Are we no longer calling it Twitter? I know they were going away from the bird, but... It's X. Is it still Twitter?
0: I was looking for Twitter on my tabs, and I was like, where's it at? Me too. It's got it. It's X. It's X.
4: Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll read some of those as well. So, Jim Harbaugh. These would be better punishments than not coaching in the game against East Carolina. Coach the game blindfolded. Could you imagine the chaos... And everything he's running around, he's trying to figure out who he's talking to. <laughs> he's in the middle of the game. Got
7: to play off the crowd reaction.
4: You got to play off that, and he's got coaches in his ear. He doesn't know who's saying what. Uh, in the same vein of that, he can watch the game, but coach the game in noise canceling headphones. I mean, that no communication. You can't hear. You'd have to read lips um, when you're trying to talk to players and everything. I think that would be. That would be way more fun to watch than him not on the sidelines.
7: I feel like it'd just be tough because you'd have to be able to yell, but not be too loud where the defense hears you, and you're just looking at him, trying to get your quarterback's attention, but he just can't understand
4: you. Coach the game. He's allowed to coach in the game once he finishes twenty hot dogs. So the game kicks off. He's got a giant play uh, table of hot dogs. He's got to finish every hot dog before he can coach the game. So while the game's going on, you've got the Harbaugh hot dog cam. And you're following him, seeing how many he's taken down. You want to talk about views. <laughs> I mean, Come on. who would not be into that? It's a punishment. And we'll see how much he wants to coach in that game. Maybe he just sits at the table, eats one or two, enjoys his afternoon in Ann Arbor. I don't know. All right. Coach the entire game handcuffed to a chair on the sidelines, even during halftime. So, like, the entire game he's there. Guys are going up to him talking to him. But I just think it would be funny if the entire team's left and he's there at halftime and the band's playing and he's just sitting there and he can't move. Can't make any adjustments. <laughs> he has to watch. Yeah, just has to <laughs> sit there and stare straight ahead. Uh, I think that would be a better punishment than not coaching the game. Uh, coach the game in a dunk tank, and every time ECU scores, he gets dunked. I like the next one way better. Okay. Coach the game in a dunk tank, with sharks swimming <laughs> underneath him, like let's see if you can die, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> so, Jim, if you want to try to escape, you can go out the escape door, but you have to go through a shark to get there. So basically, the entire game, he's sitting up there, worried about the shark as he's trying to watch the game. Now, said, does this still apply to the ECU? No, no okay. dunk here. No, I'm not going to dunk the guy with the shark there. That would be a that would be fun. All right, coach the game in a dress and high heels. I think that'd be funny. That would be coach the game in a fat suit, so he's sweating. Ah. He's hey, running, hey, hey. bouncing around the sidelines. Maybe he tips over <laughs> and can't get up. He's like a turtle. He's like in
6: that one of those sumo wrestler yes. type. Yeah. yeah,
4: and he's just and you know how tight the sidelines is. He's bumping into all the players. All the coaches. and Yeah, if
6: he gets knocked down, he's going to be down on the ground for a while.
4: Jalen Johnson catches a pass on the sidelines, runs out of bounds. He bounces off of him. <laughs> Michigan scores, and he's going, uh,
0: extra point, one.
4: You can put his arms up barely. Coach the game in the stands in the ECU fan section.
0: Whoa, that's a good
7: one. Yeah. That's that. I mean, he might get jumped.
4: So he's around the uh, angriest, drunkest pirates we could find. Uh, coaching the game that
6: won't be hard to find
4: coach the game in a kiddie pool while wearing floaties he's got no shirt on and floaties <laughs> and he's just kind of splashing around in a kiddie pool the entire game he I can't think...
6: get out of the kiddie pool no either.
4: you got to stay in there the entire in game the whole game and we'll keep him in the kiddie pool we'll let him wear what he wants but he's in a sw- uh, kiddie swimming pool full of non-poisonous snakes
6: i i like mine which is
4: all right danny Oh, Shirley. Sorry. Oh. Are you? I didn't know you were a me, me guy like Dan. No,
6: I just said you said you wanted us to contribute. That was my contribution.
4: All right. Well, I'm going to get con- to those. Okay. But not yours right now, because you're just going to have to be patient.
6: Mm. Is the camera on me right now? <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. Never mind. Uh, Tyler give says. Give me one finger salute there.
4: Shotgun a beer at the start of each quarter and take a shot for every change of possession. Who? drunk harbaugh that would be after the coach game coach. be pretty good that would be some wow. wild play calls brian says co- he can't coach the game until he eats 51 frog legs oh. to match the points tcu scored on him wow. Ooh. wow. my
7: initial thought when i first saw this was he can coach the game wait 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 oh, wait more, we're more, not more. to there's you more. yet
4: what is wrong with y'all in studio can't you be like micah and be polite <laughs> jeez louise Brian says, coach the game in an Ohio State football uniform with pads and a helmet on. That'd be pretty good. Uh, Mike P., coach the game from a deer stand behind one of the goal posts. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> weird, but yeah. Barstool ECU, coach the game from jail. Shouldn't be buying recruits hamburgers. Hamburgers. So he's uh, in jail. You get one phone call to the coordinators at halftime, and that's it. Chad's got a few. He says, (laughs) I like this, has to wear drunk goggles. So he's on the sidelines, stumbling around, falling around. Um, Has to coach the game while playing Fear Factor, hosted by Joe Rogan.
6: Hey, Joe Rogan!
4: He can coach the game, but has to watch the episode of Saved by the Bell, the new class, on a loop, the episode that he was in. So Jim Harbaugh was in an episode of Saved by the Bell, the new class. He has to watch that while he's coaching the game uh kellen says live stream to twitch and let the chat call the place
7: that's a really (laughs) good
4: one i do like that one i do like that one shirley Rhodes says has to coach the game in old school p.e. shorts
6: p.e. teacher shorts i accidentally left out the word teacher
4: so these are very tight
6: yeah the very tight yeah, the very tight kind of, I don't even know what kind of material that is. It's like a stretchy What's oh, yeah. What are you wearing up top? A bra. Uh, he has to wear a like a, a yeah, no, like a yeah, no. tank top. All right. A tank? And then the PE sh- shorts. And then you have to have the socks all the way up. Oh, yeah. To With above like the two calf.
4: stripes. Like amazing blue stripes Yes, stripe. above the calf. Yeah. Yes. All right.
6: And then zips. What? Zips. What's that? Look him
4: up Google it up Danny what do you got
7: My initial thought when I saw your tweet was He can be in the stadium He can't be watching He has to be watching on a TV He can have full communication with his players But he has to be on a two play delay so he's a little bit behind, but he can't see what the play does, but he has to call the next play.
4: So <laughs> oh, wow. He could so, be calling in
7: offensive plays, and it could, it could have thrown a pick, and it, they it don't can even be have the ball. First
4: and goal from the. Well, he are. Yeah, he thinks it's second. So it's second and seven currently where he's at. He's got to figure out what happens the next two plays. It turns out after a penalty, it's like 4th and 13, but he's calling a play as if it's 1st and 10.
7: 2nd and 7 on the 50. There's a 49-yard pass to the 1. He's calling a Hail Mary on because he thinks it's 3rd down and whatever. I like it. Assuming.
4: We'll call that the 2-play two two play delay penalty. Two. By the way, zips delay. or shoes? Oh, thank you. I didn't know how to Google this up. Zips, shoes. Google it up. Ah, uh, Those are kind of cool. Do they still make these
6: i don't think so nah. i haven't seen one in ages I want a pair of zips back in the day you did not want to be caught wearing the zips
4: chandler do you have a uh, penalty for coach harbaugh uh
0: every time michigan
4: scores like eat a can of worms Ew. every time michigan so that might you know after the second touchdown he might be like i'm done with this but defense we're gonna have to hold them because we're not scoring anymore conservative play calling yeah or every time michigan scores he has to pants himself newton says has to coach wearing a purple and gold romper
8: <laughs>
4: i like that uh jamie says he has to coach the game while watching the niners uh, versus ravens super bowl loss
0: oh i got one he has to coach the, he has to coach the team while getting a chest tattoo
4: on the it. <laughs> getting a tattoo <laughs> would be cool like
0: in the like tattoo chair and he's just not like a small one, like a full like sleeve a full, like a chest sleeve or something either like, that. like a chest like a whole chest plate or like a sleeve on the arm oh, yeah,
4: something painful um, this so I don't know if the punishment matches the crime here but let's say he gets major infractions during the game has to shave his head and paint the Michigan helmet logo into his skull that would be cool but again, I don't know if these these crimes are worth a penalty that hard. It's all about the views. All about the content. Skip says, with everything going on, Harbaugh's actions shouldn't matter. Well, you got to start somewhere. You can't just, you know. I think it's amazing that they are actually punishing Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I figured they would save that for a... Uh, an eastern Michigan or a Western Michigan or a Central Michigan instead of Michigan, Michigan. Andy Alfredo says, Hey guys, happy Wednesday. <laughs> Andy Andy Alfredo. I love your sauce. Grazie. Grazie. Love your sauce. Tyler says, Coach, while getting a whole body wax. Good oh, gosh. Forty year old virgin style. Oh, did you read- Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> did you read did you read, read Jamie?
0: What? Did you read Jamie's I'm not left? Read it. He said Harbaugh has to coach while watching Niners versus
4: Ravens Super Bowl loss. Yeah, we are right there. Almost like uh, he just said that. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Danny, you don't know. Do you know that Chandler does this often? He's it's actually he's on a two-play delay in real life. Yeah. Where <laughs> he's behind. You're living the real life punishment. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jamie did have one I didn't read. Harbaugh cannot wear slacks, hat or glasses for the season. Has to wear jumpsuits. Boy, that would really hurt him. Or just old school
7: like Lombardian has to wear a full like Full piece with a vest suit, like a tux almost.
4: Uh okay. I like it. Uh Jack says, What about Tommy tuberville's comments? I don't know. The only tuberville comments I know surely are when he uh tells us all what we can do.
6: Go to hell. Get a job.
4: Thank you, Tommy.
6: I and also th- think that his ears service satellite dishes, but that's just my thing.
4: Well, we need to uh take a break. Andy Alfredo says did you hear my cousin Mason is playing uh, this year for Coach Houston?
0: Hey,
4: it's a Mason Garcia. <laughs> that pie's on. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Ken Wadlington. We'll see if he has any punishments for Jim Harbaugh we can pass along. We'll talk uh, a lot of college football, some NFL, some baseball, and more. Whatever's on your mind, you can chime in on Facebook, YouTube, or X. Is it not Twitter anymore? I guess it's X, whatever it is. Uh, a lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. I can
8: do whatever I want. Rosie Gage, y'all. I can see whoever I choose. I eat my dinner in a
6: fancy restaurant.
1: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Plus, they offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. You can drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington or go online at com. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
4: Here's a uh, Did You See? Joey, did you see? Because we talked about this a ton. Leading up to the event, I never talked about it happening. Saquon Barkley's ready to go for this year. He just signed his uh, franchise tag.
5: Oh, he signed the franchise tag. Yeah. And yeah, so I heard the discrepancy was like just a, I mean, I say just a million. Like, I got it. But, you know, it's, apparently it was like between a one-year deal and a franchise tag, and he did want the tag. But what, he just signed it now?
4: Yeah, they tacked on a little extra. I mean, he, obviously he wants a long-term deal, but uh, – He will be there with the Giants ready to go and uh, saw a headline that said Giants GM uh, no hard feelings with Barkley and the Giants. So there you go. Did not reach a long term deal, but agreed on that uh, that franchise tag. So. Bad news for us Washington fans was hoping he would miss a little bit of time. Ken Wilington.
9: The season is bad news. For us, yeah. <laughs> that is
4: true. Just, here we are again. By the way, we have three Red Sox fans over in Studio B. Yeah, last night was fun. Just uh, Braves take over. a two
9: nothing lead in the first, lose the game seven to one.
4: Wait, what happened on the second run? I don't. I still don't know what happened. It was wild. I didn't see it. It was. Uh, yeah
9: go watch the replay, see if you can make out what
4: happened. I did see the triple play, which was cool. That was cool. It uh, didn't matter. It doesn't really matter when you get uh, beat 7-1. to one. Yeah. Got Strider uh, on the mound tonight. Though. Strider okay. versus uh, who? Bellows? Is that what you said, Danny? Danny? Kurt, no. Kurt Schilling. No. The <laughs> bloody sock game tonight. I'll be checking that out at AJ's for Sports Trivia. Looking forward to a fun Wednesday night there. And uh, Ken, we were talking earlier, so Jim Harbaugh Yep. Which I still haven't seen this become official yet. All the headlines say Harbaugh expected to be suspended the first four games of the season. Which I don't think that is a big that is a big deal. Now, now is he suspended without
9: pay, or can he
4: just not be there for the game? Like good how, question. How does it work? But he can be there practice. He can be there leading. Or does us. he have to stay out of the whole facility for a month? No, he doesn't. Which would be a real penalty, I yeah. think. If you miss, I think it'd be more of a penalty. He misses all of fall camp. And then can coach in the game. I think that's a bigger penalty. But I don't think missing the games is a big deal, especially with their schedule, uh, with ECU, UNLV, Rutgers, and one other non-conference opponent. Slippery rock. Uh, So we are coming up with different penalties. Maybe funnier penalties. Maybe something that uh, he would actually be embarrassed about. And we ran over a list of those. You have anything in mind?
9: And I heard uh, when I was driving in, I heard someone say uh, he had to coach the game in a full Ohio State uniform. Like, yeah, that,
4: that would be a legit punishment. This right. dude
9: bleeds maize and blue, Michigan through and through. So that would that would be quite the punishment. Uh, let's see, what could he do? He would have to um, on the sideline to get plays called in. He would have to battle rap Eminem eight mile style, <laughs> and he would have to win wait each round to be able to call a play. So, hold on. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying battle rap the plays in. No. But I mean, you're saying he, had, he... he has to battle rap Eminem. Okay. You know, like eight miles right yeah. down the street. And he has to win each round to be able to, to get a play in there. If all you know, right. Pirate score.
4: Hey, Jim, you think you're the bomb. But I'll tell you this. You're no John. That didn't really rhyme. You don't really have to. <laughs> it's all about the cadence. It's about the delivery. Well, I didn't have that going for me either. It happens. But um chandler if you'd like to battle rap in hour three i'll be here (laughs) all right sounds good really you want to do it i'm terrible at rapping so i see more judges now clip listen (laughs) now look you sounded good clip i like the rhyme grandmaster flash now he's a rapper you wanted furious five <laughs> <laughs> he's a good kid now <laughs> uh we will talk some hoops with si seymour we'll talk some football with p mace coming up and uh we will talk some football now with ken wallington ken uh pirates picked sixth yesterday at aac media days fair unfair what do you think
9: i think it's fair because what do we really know about this team right now
4: we know that they have a new quarterback coming in which is why they are down the list do we know who that quarterback is no. That's a big if.
9: So uh, so I was talking to Brian Bailey about it yesterday. He's like, I, th- I had the Pirates fourth. I'm like, well, what do you base that on? It's just a gut feeling. <laughs> He's like, okay. I like your optimism.
4: And the fact that I don't know anything about all the other teams that are coming into the league and everything. They'll be better than Charlotte. Yeah. Did you see the Charlotte coach kind of storm off yesterday? Let's oh, hear it, Charlie. Need- oh, my God.
9: I need to hear Biff again. He's slamming the podium. We need um, more Biff.
3: So we're... we're- we're in that game, and we want to be in it. And we're going to stay in it. That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So that, that, we, we get that message. Thank you.
4: <laughs> we were talking yesterday. Did, did you see any of Dilfer by chance? No, Yesterday. No. So, Trent Dilfer and Biff Pogie, I think they went there with the idea of, hey, let's make a little noise. Let's uh, try to get people talking about us. It. So it worked for us. Right. We wouldn't have talked. I haven't talked about North Texas or USF or anybody else uh, other than Biff Pogie and Trent Dilfer because they went up there, I think, with the idea to let's get uh, our school some recognition one way or the other. And Charlotte, they've been FBS, what, five years? Like, I mean, they're, Of course they're going to be picked
9: last. And that's no disrespect to the program or what they're building. But this is new from the ground up. This is a new thing for them. And they're going to be thrust into a situation with some really good teams. Uh, Tulane obviously won a New Year's Six Bowl game last year. Uh, it's going to be tough for them. And, I mean, I, yeah, maybe he's just trying to get his guys fired up or something.
4: Chandler, I, mean, I can't think of any team that's been picked last in a sport in the American to win the championship. Can you?
0: Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. ECU women's basketball.
4: They picked us last. They picked us last. <laughs> they picked us last. Uh, so maybe Biff can pull a Kim McNeil and win this thing. I don't know. Sure. And if they do, <laughs> guess what everybody's going to go back to? Those comments. Yeah.
9: Three questions. When, when Charlotte goes 13-0 and 0 and they're playing Alabama in the Orange
0: Bowl or something.
4: Let's look up Charlotte's non-conference schedule and see what they have. I think their first game's a doozy. I think they got independent. It's not a doozy. Then they play Butler. <laughs> Uh, they got South CAC State. They are at Maryland. They got Georgia State at home, and then they go to the Swamp. Oof. So uh, a little mix there. of. Uh, so they could go one and three non-conference. Uh, that Georgia State game is going to be big for them. And then they uh, get into conference play. So... Uh, yeah, you're right, though, about East Carolina. Just What do we do when we start ranking teams the first spot? And sometimes the only place we look in college football is the quarterback, right? Yeah. Is their coach back? Is their quarterback back? If not, what quarterback do they bring in from the portal? That's kind of the first things we look at.
9: And when you start at the top with them picking Tulane, is Tulane going to be as good as they were last year? No. Probably not, but you just have to give them the respect to the things they accomplished. Okay, we're gonna put you here and see where the cards fall.
0: But you know what they did like you just said in college football? Is their coach back? Yes. Is their quarterback back? Yes. So I mean, but there's probably a lot of question marks yep. around the surrounding that.
4: Luke says, Is there any beef between ECU and Charlotte at all? I feel like it will turn into a heated rivalry. Most pirate fans I talk to don't want Charlotte in uh, in football and it's kind of a what have they done to deserve to be at the same spot we're at kind of thinking which I don't I don't like that thinking I, my thinking is let's go kick their ass and, and beat them now hey uh Danny Beal can we get Charlotte ECU Baseball. You said that there was already going to be something there for baseball, right? So what do you think about Charlotte coming into the league baseball-wise?
7: I think just starting from the 2021 regional, there was already some bad blood just because we had known some guys that had played on the team, and then you have A.J. Wilson transfer there, Mm. and then you have Carolina's pitching coach, Robert Werdert, who is now the head coach over there. There's just some knowledge of each other, and there's obviously going to be some trash talking in between. We played them. At the Charlotte Knights Stadium this year, and took care of him and it was, there was some bad blood, I'm sure. And it, now that we're going to play them every single year, and obviously this year they're coming, coming down the road to us, it's going
4: to be interesting. It's going to be a great atmosphere. That uh, gets me excited. I think more so would be Charlotte and ECU on the basketball court. Yep, basketball is going to be fun. Charlotte does fun. have some history yeah. on the on the hardwood, and I think that that could be a, a quick little rivalry, Ken. And I'm guessing in football they've never played, right?
9: Mm-hmm.
8: This will be the first yeah, meeting.
9: right. So, I mean, it, we're talking a brand new program in its infancy, less than 10 years old yeah. from when they started practice to today.
4: That's it. Uh, Skip says, I don't want ECU playing Charlotte. Um, I don't give a rat's ass about Charlotte. I don't get excited when I hear we are playing Charlotte. All right, we know how you feel. <laughs> Relax. Luke, not Charlotte. It don't matter because it's going to happen. So, yeah. Uh, Get ready for it. Don't get ready for it. It don't matter. They're gonna play. It's cool because it's a it's an in-state
9: foe, and that's a good yeah. thing for ECU. It's been a while since they had a conference
4: rival in the state of North Carolina. It'd be nice to have a conference rival. Yep. Like, really, since what? Southern Miss left. Yeah. Have we had a rival? do we have a rival in the AAC? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Jinx. Uh, I think it's gonna be Charlotte, <laughs> and I'm not excited necessarily about them being in the league. The only team, and it doesn't make sense from a geography standpoint, but the only team I'm excited about getting in here is UTSA, mainly for football. I think, because I think that trip to the Alamo Dome is going to be cool. I'm not taking that trip, but why not? Well, I got to do all this. Yeah, you got got some obligations. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take those calls after the game (laughs) on why are we losing to (laughs) UTSA?
0: Who is UTSA? UTSA. Jamie asked, "Would you rather have Charlotte or Campbell?" Charlotte. Well, yeah.
4: Okay, you
0: answer the question. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, now, b- baseball-wise, I would say Cam. All right, how about this? Would you rather have Charlotte or App? App. All right, so would skip Charlotte. Charlotte. Why is that? I think App's
9: recruiting-wise, maybe an obstacle to where you want to get going. You're probably going to be in the same pool of people trying to recruit them, and if you lose out to App, and then you have to play them. I don't know. Jamie
4: says it would be good to get coastal. I would like that.
7: Absolutely. But
4: Old Dominion hey, for everything. We need more. We I, we hear this a lot during baseball season. More uh, ECU coastal matchups.
7: Yeah, the, especially after the regional, yeah. little, I guess, two years ago now. They've always wanted it. It's just been tough to figure out because we can't play a weekend series with them. And then we, we're not going to drive six hours for a midweek matchup. So it's just tough. But I think both teams are interested. Yeah.
4: I uh, need to do a little home home and play in uh like a fa- in Fayetteville's in park or something yeah well, we did that with campbell well. park, yeah uh worked out so well josh moylan got ejected after the game <laughs> day, after <laughs> the game was over <laughs> oh boy uh yeah that was funny uh ken wallington joining us let's take a break we'll come back we'll wrap up our one with ken you got patrick mason here at number uh hour number two And in hour three, Cy Seymour will join us to talk some pirate hoops. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. There is something for everyone Every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. And AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
4: All right. Ken Watlington is a man of similar age, so I can ask him this one. (laughs) It means I'm old. He's an oldie goldie. Um, Happy birthday to this number one overall pick. Of the 1995 NBA draft, oh. and I believe he was—he oh, like... was the 1995 ACC Player of the Year. Oh,
5: it's not that easy.
4: Um, Joe Smith. It, Joe Smith is correct, and that's why Ken is our news guy, not our sports guy. That's Wait, why he's ninety-five.
9: Both. I thought Kevin Garnett went number one. In number one. Kevin Garnett—he
4: didn't go number one. Wow. Huh? Okay. He was mm-hmm. not a number one overall pick. Joe Smith is correct. Good ball player. Really good college player. Yep. Not uh, not a great NBA player, but was around for a while. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, Ken, you need to get out there. Well, Wednesday night, one night.
9: I'll have my Wednesdays free starting next week. Okay. Tonight is my last 11 o'clock newscast at WNCT. Ever? That's breaking news. Congratulations. Thank are you. Wait, what are you doing? I, uh, I got a little promotion.
8: Hey!
0: hey. hey. So right. I don't have to stay up
4: late. Tell them
0: to bring yeah. me my money. Hey.
4: Ah <laughs> Celebration all right so uh check out news tonight as ken will uh, i'll be on at 5 5 and 6 every day still right i just don't have to be there at 11 leaving that 11 spot yeah. let it all cool be cat brian man. bailey he is a cool cat man yeah all right uh eric said as bad as the offense could potentially be so you might want to get a home and home a few home and homes scheduled with the governor moorhead school for the blind that's the one in morganton what would the line be I don't know. I'm I'm missing. Sometimes I miss Eric's stuff.
6: By the way, that's in Raleigh.
4: It is. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn, I wish I had to save this. I got to see um <laughs> There is a school that is playing as the team on the schedule that is so and so school for women, but they have a men's basketball team. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I saw it this week that basketball schedules are coming out and a team was scheduled to play something something school for women but I guess they have a men's basketball team if anybody knows what I'm talking about please find it give it to me because I'd love to pass along the actual information it's probably Duke yeah. <laughs> and uh, right Mississippi there Mississippi
6: University for women
4: okay and who uh who are they playing where Hold did on. you see that Hold on. Shirley I got
6: a I got my my headphones came undone
4: who are you uh, where did you see that
6: okay ask that question again please
4: where did you see that
6: uh on google
4: oh okay <laughs>
6: men's basketball mississippi university for women owls
4: <laughs> they are playing like a big time team but it just looked hilarious on the schedule to see they're playing the school for the women in men's basketball but it's 2023 guys that's right you, you never know you never know
6: let's take a look at their schedule
4: Schedule. All right, um, Ken. Yes. Braves. Are they done? Yeah, they're done. (laughs) What are they doing? uh, Deadline wise, what are we bringing in? Uh, There's this uh, Otani guy they're gonna get.
9: Nah, I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to pull a 2021? Well, they're talking about getting Adam Duvall back for the 19th straight season. He's awesome <laughs> for the Braves. He's great. Uh, it would be so great to sign him in the offseason. No, really he's not. It. He's
4: only good in short spurts. We don't want him the whole time. <laughs> we just want him to pinch it, be a hero for us. We don't want him to run the bases like he did last night. <laughs> well, that wasn't pretty. Um, but so two years ago, they went. Not necessarily cheap, but they didn't bring in any studs, we didn't think. But they got Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, and that led them to a a championship. And (laughs) Duvall. So do you think they go that route again? Maybe bring in, I've I've seen, I've talked to some Braves fans, they want some more uh, relievers, which you can always use.
9: Let's get some. Which they brought in one, I believe. They brought in two uh, earlier in the week. Guy from the Rangers, guy from the Rockies. I cannot remember their names. Both with plus five ERAs. Awesome. Yeah.
4: But they're going to be good for us.
9: That's just the that's way it right. works. Of course, that's the way it works, right? Son. And hopefully, you know, get some of these guys injured back. Max Freed comes back. A.J. Menner comes back. Uh, Jesse Chavez comes back. And and they get in a
4: groove and everything is well. But I don't feel good right now. Jamie said, any hint of worry yet, Braves fans? No. Yes. No, don't listen to Ken. He worries about everything. <laughs> he's worried he's going to get, like, skin poisoning from these lights that are in here. You're, you're a worry wart. <laughs> Just about Braves baseball, though.
8: <laughs>
9: Just about everything else, I'm carefree.
4: <laughs> um, no, I'm not worried. Like, if again, they have been healthy ish this year. I say that they lost a the game to the Phillies last night. Three, oh, yeah. So, what we're 10 and a half, 11, 11. Okay. I think we're okay. I think the Braves are fine. Uh, there's other things to worry about. Uh, hey, Snyder officially out, gone. Do you think we get another? You know what it's time for another good old name, name change. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we get a new
9: another new name? Probably, because that's just the way it goes, right? Like it's just the thing you think is unthinkable for the Washington whatever we're going to call them. Let's try that. What name
0: do you want? Uh,
9: I like the idea of Red Wolves or Red Tail. Talking about that earlier, yeah. just to keep the red in it. As long as the color schemes the same.
4: Yeah, I didn't hate Washington football team. I didn't either. I kind of grew to love it. Yeah. I, we made the playoffs. It was fun to to say yeah. that we're the football team. People would make fun of it and be like, "It's fine." Hey, what are you? You're a dolphin? We're a football team. Buddy. Well, last time I checked, we're playing football.
9: <laughs> you're a jet? Oh, cool, you're an airplane. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Right. What are you, three
4: <laughs> years old? Here comes the plane. You're a cowboy cute. You all are, walk around and you're, uh, you got your spurs
6: on pew, your boots, pew. on your little boots. Did your mommy dress
4: you? <laughs> we're a damn football team. But not anymore. We're commanders. I don't even know what that is. Hopefully they command some wins. Skip says, Ken likes Charlotte? <laughs> what are you talking about, Charlotte's Skip? Charlotte's a beautiful see- city this time. Of Skip, year. what are you Skip. talking about, Skip? Sometimes I think you listen to the show like with the cotton balls in your ears <laughs> and a blindfold over your eyes. I don't know. Do you like Charlotte, Kent? Uh, the city or the institution? The <laughs> I don't know. Program just as a whole. Or no, the queen? That like woman. The woman you met last week named Charlotte.
8: Yeah,
9: yeah Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> 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 <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> uh, Charlotte as an institution, I think will be good for the American. All right, and for ECU.
4: Sure. I think people are worried about Charlotte. Getting kind of good,
9: yeah. It's going to be a while,
4: and then the ACC blows up. And then Charlotte has hosted ACC tournaments, true. Charlotte is a big city, and I don't know, market. I think if
9: if the ACC blows up, whenever it is, and Carolina goes to the Big Ten and Miami goes to the SEC, and whatever you know, rumors out there today, ECU is going to be one of the first calls to the Atlantic Coast Conference.
4: Now, you're now who will be
9: left? I don't know. Well, the Boston College. (laughs) <laughs> that's Let's go our, to chestnut hill.
4: That's our conference rival, BC. But I think ECU would would get in over
9: just there's a history of sustained close to excellence.
4: Nah. There's a fan base. There's, yes. there's eyes. Fan base games. Yes. Passionate fan base. Uh we've got that in spades uh ahead yeah. of a lot of other schools. Yep. Uh, Skip says, "See, can like Charlotte." All right, Skip, you were right. <laughs> you were right. He loves Charlotte, hates East Carolina, and uh, hates you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. And he says, "That's how rumors get started." I am done talking to you folks at night. I'm sick of you. I'm not talking to you at night anymore. You're not <laughs> worth my time. All right. No. <laughs> Ken's a good fellow. Ken. Uh, Sometimes. Anything else going on? Oh, congratulations. Pitt County Girls All-Star Team. That's yes. right. Uh, 12 and unders. They Got a the uh, day off today. Yeah. Day off. They get to chill. Go to those great beaches in Warner Robins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Go to the Right lakes, there on the Air Force Base. Go to the small
4: <laughs> beaches at the lake. Yeah. and uh, But they will be back in action coming up on Thursday. A yep. couple wins away from being back here for the World Series. And that would be very cool. They had to earn it the tough way if they do that. But, you know, it would be well-deserved.
9: Uh, no, da- no doubt. Anything else? Uh, Pitt County Post 39 playing yep. in the uh, state tournament tonight. Our Garrett Short is en route to Boys Creek. And we'll have some highlights of that
4: game tonight at 11. Go 39ers. Yep. All right, Ken, thanks dude. for hanging out, man. Thank you, Garrett Short. <laughs> How about Garrett didn't know that was him saying dude. Hit it again, Shirley. Dude. That he, was, who was uh, that? So last year, around this time, <laughs> I think we said what team... Will East make division. the playoffs that missed the playoffs last year, yeah. something like that, or it might have just been who will win the uh, the NFC South. Yeah. And Chandler said Panthers. I dude. was like with a
0: nine. It, uh, I was like with dude. a nine with a nine and eight record, and this, he gave me this.
9: Dude. dude. That's uh, him though. Like quintessential character. Here's the thing. <laughs> that
0: is him. It almost happened. It dude. did.
9: It went
4: down to the wire, and it's gonna happen this year.
0: Yeah, baby.
4: Hit it. Nope. <laughs> Ooh, there we <laughs> go. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, Ken. You got it. Appreciate Who is going to win the uh, South this year? The Panthers. Panthers. I mean, it could be, right? Uh, Some people. Are, uh, Some people? People are saying? <laughs> Chris Cowherd says... Uh, Chris Cowherd? Now, who's Chris no, Cowherd? No,
0: not him. Um, <laughs> Bill Rome? <laughs> I think it might have been Rome said something about... Pat Patrick?
4: Patrick? Jim Rome might have said something about the pants. Who is Chris Cowherd? I want me some <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> take a break. We're back with you. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live. Chandler's going to try to figure out who Chris Cowherd is. Because he sounds like an interesting guy. I'd like to listen to his show. <laughs> I meant Chris Cowherd. <laughs> we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show
6: welcome back thinking about takeout tonight well familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of italian food and more Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
4: Back with you. Power Radio Live here on a Wednesday. The Chan Man is to my left. Shirley Rhodes is here. We are packed with interns today. A lot of work going on with uh, intern Dan, a.k.a. Danny Beal, intern Joey, intern Micah, and P-Mace, Patrick Mason joins us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Patrick. What's up? How's it going? Going great. We got some AL Central baseball on for you. Yeah. Your favorite thing. You're welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, guys. I really needed to watch this Royals game. On the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, the Guardians, an 8-2 lead over the Royals. Gavin Williams threw four scoreless innings. Was uh, 80-something pitches, but uh, somebody had mentioned earlier has a blister as well, so that could Mm. be a reason they got him out of there. But uh, looked good again, and he loves facing these Royals. (laughs) And I saw the... uh, Twins lost either last night or the night before. Let me take a look at the standings real quick to see where we are in the AL Central. While I look, Patrick, uh, the White Sox, definitely not buyers at the deadline. If they're sellers, who would uh, teams want off the White Sox that's available? Like, I'm guessing Luis Robert probably is not available. Probably not available. Yeah, so who is available? Um, A lot of pitchers. Like, they got the, the bullpen
10: is pretty much... You know, up for grabs. I keep hearing Lance Lynn's name. Giolito? Um, yeah, even Giolito. Yeah. Did I
4: see Lance Lynn maybe waived a no-trade clause or something like that, maybe making him available? I think I saw that headline. Yeah, so. yeah,
10: he had like a I don't know, there was like 10 or 12 teams he wouldn't go to, but uh, I'm sure if it's like a contender, because I saw the, the Rays were, were looking at him. But that just makes me scary because I don't want to trade with the Rays. I feel like they're too smart. They're going to fleece you, you know? Yeah. You, you take this it's guy. kind of like and... trading
4: with Belichick in uh, football Exa- over the years. Exactly. Terrifying. You're like, yeah, what did I miss? Like, why does he want this guy and I don't, you know? <laughs> uh, by the way, if the Guardians uh, close out this win, which they should, they will be back to 500 and two games back of the Twins in the Central. So Yeah, they're striking distance. Still in the hunt there.
10: It's the worst division in baseball, Patrick. Yeah, it's really bad. It's a, It's a shame, man. I was like, Danny's what?
4: mad because his team is seven games over five hundred and almost in last place Man, in their division. That's rough. Hey, but we beat the Braves last night. If <laughs> you didn't know. Uh did you see that the Red Sox beat the Braves? Uh they play again tonight on uh, ESPN. Did you say Dan? Yeah, ESPN. Spencer Strider, Spry and Bale. Good so, pitching matchup.
10: So what does a team in last place do at the deadline? Even though you're a decent team, you're above 500, right. then what do you do? We've
7: discussed this to no one, and it still drives me absolutely nuts because I have no idea what they're going to do, and it's terrifying to think about because at the same time, what I was telling them yesterday was, you know, you want your team to be you know, in contention. You want them to try to get in the playoffs, but at the same time you've got to prepare for the future, so it's the fine line of whether you have to pick one or do the other. Don't try to do both because that's where you get lost, and that's where it just gets awful.
10: Yeah, it's just a tough spot to be because you are, you know, they are a good team, but
4: very far away from the playoffs. (laughs) And this isn't like cocky sound. Like, who's the—are the Orioles the best team in the American League? Are we ready to say that? I don't know if we're going to crown them yet because I feel like the Rays are just more experienced. They are very young. But do you like one of those two better than say the Rangers and the Astros this year? Yes, absolutely. I mean
7: the Astros just the name scary and they have all the experience and they're the defending champs, but I mean, you can't. You can't fluke the Rays. I mean, they're they're the real deal. So
4: the Rays are the team to beat in the AL and you got to put the Orioles right there with them, absolutely which is crazy it. to me. In the National League, it's Atlanta and it's LA and is that it? You'd like to say the Mets, but their season's just been miserable.
10: Never will I say the Mets. So bad. They stink. Yeah, they're like the National
4: League White Sox.
7: Spent all this money
4: for nothing. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. There's like a, a big four right now. And the Orioles are a part of it. That's the amazing thing to of me. Kind fun. Yeah. It's neat. I mean, that Camden Yards will be rocking in the postseason. That'll be fun. I know, maybe not for you, Danny, but just to see them uh, back is cool. There's, there's another team that I was thinking of off the top of my head, the Reds. The
7: Reds are a very fun team to watch. I remember last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, when the Braves went there. They there played some wild games. Three straight sold-out <laughs> crowds where yeah. it was like double-digit runs for both teams. It was bananas. Yeah. It was right around L.A.W. Cruz's debut, and it was awesome to watch.
4: Yeah, he for the cycle against Atlanta. Pretty cool. Throwing 101 across the diamond. Like, that dude's just fun. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, So you've got kind of a rebirth for some of these teams. The Rangers, the Reds, the diamond Orioles. Backs. Good to see them good again. Yeah, Diamondbacks are, uh, are feisty as well. They play a lot of wild games mm-hmm. where their bullpen can give up a lead quick. So, uh, yeah, be some fun baseball uh, coming up down the stretch. Let's talk some football. Shirley... Can I hear Mike Houston, uh, two? as he talked about the tough start to the season the Pirates will face in 2023? Oh, that's Joey. Joey, give me some Mike Houston, too. Uh,
3: we open up uh, with uh, report date next Tuesday. Uh, first practice will be next Wednesday. And then obviously, uh, you know, have a pretty challenging opener September 2nd up in Ann Arbor against uh, what is going to be one of the top uh, you know, one or two teams in the country this year preseason-wise. So uh, big matchup to uh, start us off with, uh, come back home uh, with a challenging home opener against a very good Marshall Thundering Herd team coming off a nine-win season. Uh, and then a, a trip up to Boone to play uh, in-state rival Appalachian State. So, you know, pretty pretty challenging start to the season, but uh, also very excited about that because, you know, we're going to find out a lot about ourselves. That's what I've been, you know, talking to players about. You know, just find out really who we are uh, early in the season. So, uh, just can't wait to get started. All
4: right. Uh, it, we know about Michigan, but I continue to circle that Marshall game, and... I don't know if "make or break" is is the right phrase. You're still going to have some opportunities to win some games and win some conference games later in the season. But if it goes like the oddsmakers say it will in Ann Arbor, and you start zero and one, that game is huge because if you lose that, you're staring at a trip to Boone and looking zero and three in the face, and that is a <laughs> that would be tough because for multiple reasons, you want to get off to a good start, but you want to. Keep the fans excited and get them coming out to games. Like if you start zero three, what's that crowd going to look like against Gardner Webb? Oh what, man, what's the young team going to look and feel like? True, 0-3? yeah. And again, you you have time. You can still go out and win your conference after all that. So it's all is not lost. But that Marshall game is uh, is huge. And and I I said this, Mike Houston said, a nine win team, like a team that knows how to win. Now they're not playing world beaters, but. They, uh, they know how to win games. We're not exactly playing world beaters in our schedule that we are winning games last year. So uh, I think two similar teams there. The App State matchup is going to be tough. But once you get by that, that Ann Arbor game, you're probably looking at 0 1. That's uh, Saturday, September 9th, 4 o'clock kickoff on ESPNU against the herd is a monster football game.
0: And I'm looking forward to that. You asked about if it's if we're 0 3, what's that crowd going to look like? Against Gardner Webb, I'm ready to see what the crowd looks like in that season season opener. Maybe that could play a factor in ECU getting a victory over Marshall, because I mean, you do like you said, you don't want to go to App State and you don't want to go to Boone, which is a really tough environment and uh, and be zero and two. So, um, hopefully, that crowd against Marshall will be a uh, uh, a pretty loud crowd and yeah. hope the ECU get to a victory that day. So and bounce back from. What the odds makers and some people think that will be an 0 1 start after Michigan.
4: Yeah, and we need to maybe put up something for the fans to get excited about week one, but even if not, like you you, folks got to be jacked up about the home opener, right? And against a good opponent, an opponent that uh, we used to, that we have a a history with. The history, yeah.
0: The history between East Carolina and Marshall.
4: Uh, Danny, this is different, but. Starting the season 0-3 to, with losses to Bryant. Like, again, it's different. It's, uh, high expectations for baseball, higher than football. But we still have bowl expectations for this team. So, uh, baseball is different. There's a million games. But what was that weekend like and, and coming off that weekend? Like, hey, guys, season's here. Let's, let's kind of wake up a little bit.
7: Certainly, I mean, I don't want to say depressing, but it's certainly demoralizing. I feel like you got to think, all right, Friday, Friday you're coming into saturday like all right it's a fluke it's, yeah. it happens what happens at whatever it is and I, it's actually funny that you say that because i saw a stat the other day i was i don't know why the highlight of that game came up every single year since coach goblin's been here we've either swept or gotten swept mm. and you go into saturday and
4: you're mostly thinking, swept i remember uh getting swept at virginia virginia and Ole miss and Ole miss okay yep. all right so
7: you know, you think it's Saturday. It's like, okay, we'll figure this out. And then Jada hits that home run that the umpire just <laughs> decided not to look at and gets called back. And then you're going into Sunday. And you're like, all right, at least salvage one game, right? And then you still can't. And it's like, all right. What do we doing? Yeah, exactly. You go into Campbell the next – two days later, and you're like, this is the house of pain for us. We never win here, and then we finally pull off a win, and obviously the rest is history, yeah. but it's just, like, scary. It really is. You're, you're staring on a long barrel starting
4: 0-3. I think the difference there, though, is, like, you guys expected to win, and even after that, you probably weren't like, well, we're a bad team. Yeah. You're like, no, we, we're going to win some games. Patrick, your point was, and that, top to bottom, I don't know if this is a young or old team, you've got some spots like D-line where you've got experience, safety experience, running back but just new quarterback, you just don't want to start the season that way and, and you know have to pull yourselves out of a hole that early. No, you definitely don't,
10: but it's also just the fact that we're talking about this that the second game of the year could potentially be like have a must win feel to it is, is kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> like it, would, it, would it make the fans feel better? or do you think it's like it, you know super crucial for the success of this team to beat Marshall? Or is it like holy crap? I don't want to go to this game anymore. Like, wait, what? Like, wait, wait, are you worried about it from like a fan's perspective, essentially, or like from like the the pirate nation just feeling impending doom? If you know, it's zero and the then, oh man, then it's zero three and like. Or it, I, I'm like, worried about because I, I feel like the team. It's a long season. You can't just be like, "Hey, our season's toast." I'm worried
4: about it. the fan perspective. Yeah. Okay. For that Gardner Webb game. Yeah. And then you you win that game, you go one and three, and then you go right on the road to Rice. Right. Like it is. I know it's <laughs> difficult. And then you cause yeah, you can start looking at all these games and start feeling pretty terrible about yourself. Now <laughs> like, we
10: could flip the whole thing and that, that's and what go, I mean, Who
7: man? says we can't go three and zero? Oh? Right. No. Right.
10: Exactly. I, I mean, mean but I'm saying like if the team itself is saying, "All right, like." You know the Michigan result notwithstanding, this 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 week two thing against Marshall. Yes, it would be awesome to win, get a you know win for the no, team. No, I see but, your question, but we can keep going, and you know we're not going to be in the dumps if it is o two o three.
4: I am more speaking on fans and fifth quarters and pirate radio <laughs> and yeah. just the general feel. I mean, I know how I am as a fan, and Washington like hasn't the started a season like two and o or three and o in forever, and you just you get behind, and it's like, where are we going to catch up? Now we're going to have to pull an upset, all that stuff. I, ECU fans are going to feel that same way. They're still going to show up to tailgate, but are they going to be excited? Like, let's do the flip side of this. Let's beat Marshall. Hell, let's beat App State and Gardner Webb, and you're three and one. Feeling like a million bucks. Win or lose that Rice game, people are going to be jacked up for that Thursday nighter against SMU. Oh. Yeah, like that's why. Yeah. I guess I am speaking more from the the fan perspective that Marshall game is huge because you want that October 12th SMU game to mean something. And so and, and again at that point you beat Rice, it doesn't matter what happens before because you're 1-0 in conference, you're still, hey, let's win a conference championship. Let's beat SMU, beat Charlotte back to back, start 3-0 in league play. So like a lot can happen, but I'm just a little worried that uh, I know how fans are. I know how I am. Right. Like, you you well, struggle early, and you know, you get behind. Like you said something earlier. Like you know, I, you know, we you're talking with Danny.
10: Like, hey, you know, you guys have high expectations, and the football team is a you know, we have bowl expectations, and I feel like that that should always be the expectation. Now, it's just is it because hey, you know, we've had a couple of successful years, two bowls in a row. We should we got to go again. We can't you know lose some ground. Like is is that where I guess where that that's coming from? Like, hey, we've reached this point now where we're like a perennial bowl team.
4: I have lowered expectations this year due to quarterback uncertainty, but Mike Houston is in year five. Right. Like, it's his. He needs to go win eight nine games a year now. Yeah, that's what he's thinking, and that's what that's what he thinks is about to happen. But and it, now you know you got to show it.
10: I, and that's what, okay. Like so, yesterday, I feel like from my perspective, from. North Carolina. We didn't really get to interact too much from in media days, but but I had I was asking myself this question too: is, are, is Mike Houston's like you said his fifth year? Is that lining up with what we're going to see this year? Is it just randomly due to circumstances of hey, this year we have new quarterback, a whole new offense? You know, like should that level still contain from year to year? Like should that um, that, that that baseline just carry
4: over? What's the baseline? Six? Yeah, I guess six wins, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, you got your head coach, your coordinators, your your program, your culture, all that. That uh, that has to outweigh starting a new quarterback mm-hmm. because there's a lot of teams in the country that are starting a new quarterback. Yeah, and not so just maybe, us. So
10: maybe that also just plays into why that this opening gauntlet, I guess, of the the season is so important too. You got to get some of these.
0: Yeah. Weren't we looking at – back in 2021, weren't we looking at that schedule kind of like what we're looking at with this schedule because we're circling that Marshall game as a big game. And I remember a while ago you were saying about how, man, that early in the season – uh, you're already kind of looking at it as a big game. Well, that that year we started the year off against App State, and I remember talking about how important that first game was in a neutral site in Charlotte because you had to come home the very next day or the very next week and play South Carolina, and then you're like, well, then you have potentially. Are going to Marshall, which is a, always been a tough play for uh, place for East Carolina to play, and you're staring zero three in the face. Oh, and so, we were looking zero and three
4: in the yeah, yeah, and we
0: were. I mean, App State beat us like a drum. South Carolina, it came down to a
4: that, that was a frustrating that was game. a frustrating game. Oh my god! Uh,
0: and then we go to Marshall. Next thing you know, we're down seventeen points with like a quarter and a half to play, and sure enough, East Carolina. I mean, looking at that schedule, you're saying to yourself, "All right, you go to Marshall, and it's Owen you You're zero and three. What's that?" What's that crowd going to look like against Charleston Southern? Kind of like how we're looking at it with Gardner-Webb. But ECU was able to come back, beat Marshall, and then kind of turn the season around. And it was the first year the Pirates went to a bowl game in uh, yeah. six seasons.
4: Yeah. yeah. So I guess the Marshall game this year, the equivalent of that would have been the App State opener. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And the South Carolina game is kind of like the Michigan game, even though they're two totally opposites. But... It just
0: it made me think earlier about how you were like, oh, this, the second game is like already a big game. And I remember how like that first game in twenty twenty one was like, man, we got to be App State, or, well, or it's going to be.
4: So here's how it's going to play out if it plays out like it did that year. We're going to lose to Michigan, lose to Marshall, and then somehow steal one against App State, and we'll be in the same spot. We don't want to be in that spot. We want to win (laughs) two of those games. Right? But, yeah, you're right. Uh, Very, very similar circumstances here.
0: Because I also remember Billy Weaver said it was the Super Bowl. I guess that's (laughs)
4: the Super Bowl. We all don't say smart things all the time. (laughs) I hope our Gardner-Webb game is not as close as the Charleston Southern game that year.
0: I just hope that they don't have a a quarterback like they had. We were in the torture chamber. And then also, the defensive tackle. Um, Mims was a uh, threat on the defensive side of the ball. He ended up coming here to play last year for East Carolina.
4: Yeah. Uh, good comparison there Chan man let's take a break we'll come back more with Patrick Mason we'll hear more of what Mike Houston had to say yesterday talk about some personnel on this pirate football team as we roll on pirate radio live I can never tell if that's Alec Burleson or not because the Cardinals have so many long haired white guys and that was not Alec Burleson (laughs) so uh, I don't know if he's playing today as the Cardinals taking on the Diamondbacks and a one nothing lead in the third on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Quick, look, quick look at the box score. Shows Burley is in the lineup today in right field for St. Louis. So we'll keep an eye on that. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this.
1: You're listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Uh, Town Insurance is your independent insurance agency for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
4: Back with you, pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes here. It's her Micah running the video. We've got P-Mace here. We've got chandler honeycutt had some women's basketball news yesterday patrick you'll be uh covering one of the top teams in the country and the aac tournament champions uh ecu in south carolina december 30th and mengees coliseum that's awesome to get uh such a big program in mengees and uh who knows try to pull off the upset coming up on december 30th that'd be pretty fun no the place gets rocking sometimes. It's awesome.
0: I was about to say we've seen like in the past couple of years, especially last year. I think me and you went to the Houston game, and that environment was awesome. We always see it like, every year with the um, like the education day when the kids show up. I really think that I mean there's going to be an awesome crowd in Minji's for a ECU women's basketball game when Don Staley and the Gamecocks come to town. So that's exciting to look forward to.
4: Yeah. Also, the men's side uh, taking on Florida on a neutral site that was announced uh, earlier this week. We'll talk to Si Seymour. ECU hoops later on in the show. But uh, Mike Schwartz, uh, that schedule, has the full schedule come out yet? I don't believe so. I don't know. But we've kind of pieced in a lot of games. South Carolina, UNCW are uh, going to be a part of that schedule as well. And then ECU hosting their own little MTE, right? Yeah. So uh, they'll uh, have a few games going on in Menchies later this year. A few games happening. Basketball is always fun. I think that's my favorite uh, sport
0: to cover. There you go. I love the multi-team events that happen every preseason or every uh, early in the season every year that ECU usually has to go on the road to. Um, they actually played pretty good, beat a good Toledo uh, team last year down in, I believe, Florida. And now E C is going to be able to host their own multi-team event. So uh, looking forward to that.
4: Jamie wants to play the Hall of Fame game. Uh, where he names the name and we have to say if they're hall of famers jamie let's either hold it for our final segment or for next week but uh right now i want to talk more pirate football and hear more mike houston cuts from yesterday uh in fact let's hear one now Shirley, if we can let's hear uh cut three mike houston was asked you know so much going wrong so many negatives so many people (laughs) down on college football today what's going right with college football cut three
3: well, I mean, I think still the thing that's going right is, you know, those two young men that uh, you guys are going to have a chance to talk to uh, in the other room, Shane Calhoun and Jeremy Lewis, you know, they've been in our program for uh, three and four years respectively. And uh, they've they've grown tremendously. I'm just proud of the young men that they are. And so uh, still to this day, you know, the greatest thing about uh, college football to me is just the development of the young men uh, in our program and, uh, just really pleased with uh, not only those two, but uh, all the guys back in Greenville also. And it's it's the reason I love my job, and it's uh, it's why I don't consider it a job, is I get a chance every day to go spend uh, spend my day with them. And uh, I'm better for it, and, and hopefully we're making their lives better for it. So uh, that's that's probably to me still the biggest positive of, uh, of, of college football.
4: All right, Mike Houston there. Yeah. Solid yeah. coach answer. Yeah, that's some good coach speakers. Shout, yeah. uh, shout it out as players jeremy and shane and uh and mike houston very polished behind the mic glenn said yesterday after watching biff pogey is that what we're calling him pogey pogey trent dilfer and others glenn said mike houston the most stable coach in the american the most
0: mentally stable coach
4: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i guess Uh, and uh so he he knows how to give a good answer How's everybody doing? I, I knew
0: that. How's was everybody coming. doing?
4: I,
10: yeah. It feels like football as soon as he says that when he walks up there. <laughs> but how about that, guys? Think about this:
4: what's good in college football? It's the ECU player development. <laughs> that's the bright side of college football. So I took it in two ways. I took it: a, that's a good coach speak answer. Bad, like that's all. Is that the only thing that's good right now? Like, is there really that many bad things going on in college football? Probably yes, uh, but yeah. you know. But yeah, just just a good coach answer and just a. Just a random question. All right, let's. Hey, Mike. It's excitement time, right? Uh, Who are some of the players you are counting on this season, Mike Houston, for, Shirley?
3: Well, I mean, I think you've got to start with our running back room. Uh, You know, Rajay Harris was first team all conference in 2020. Uh, He did have a a pretty tough injury last year, but he's fully recovered, Uh, had a a great offseason. Uh, he and Marlon Gunn are two very experienced backs returning uh, that have you know Marlon played a lot for us last year after Rajay went down. So, you know, those two guys are pretty proven commodities in this league. And so I expect those two to have, you know, very solid years for us. Jalen Johnson had a solid year for us last year in spite of missing some time. Uh, he did battle some injuries around midseason and still put up really solid numbers. Uh, he's healthy uh, and you know' has worked very hard this offseason. season so expect him you know, to have a very productive year this year. same thing for Josiah Hatfield who has had some of the biggest moments uh, in pirate history. I mean he's had some, he's had the, the touchdown against South Carolina in 21 to start the game. Uh, you know he's, he's had so many plays like that had a huge game down at SMU in 19. So a very experienced, explosive guy right there. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Julius Wood, uh, I don't know how he didn't make all conference last year. I think he's one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, he's had a great off season. Uh, just really excited about uh, he and Tegan returning there at the safety position. Um, and in our, our defensive front, You know, we return you know, virtually everybody up front. And uh, it's a solid bunch. They've all been playing for three years. Uh, I talk about them as a group because you know that's kind of how we view them, and uh, and they're they're all just solid core players. But uh, you know, I, I'm I'm excited about uh, a lot more than just those guys. But those are a few that have already you know proven themselves in this league. All
4: right, I'll try to perk up and hear what uh, what Mike used to talk about. I don't know if I have um, Jeremy and Shane when Shane's talking. I'll have to pull that up and uh, maybe we'll play it tomorrow, but he was asked about some players and who's going to step on one offense and he said brock spalding and jari patterson and it's the first time i'm hearing those names which we haven't talked to anybody but two receivers i found that interesting that maybe uh those guys are a little higher up in the pecking order and could have an impact with this team so uh i don't know just something to watch we're going to be doing that the next few weeks patrick uh, trying to Ask the right questions and maybe peek and see what we can see as far as who's making plays out there during uh, fall camp. For sure. What kind of caught my eye or my ear, I guess,
10: was when he was talking about the defensive line and he was saying, you know, we call them a a bunch, I think he said. And, um, you know, we look at them as a unit. You know, they're all solid core guys. Well, I feel like they need someone to maybe break out of that unit or that pack or that, you know, from just being a solid guy. They need someone who can... Just kind of be a game wrecker at times. And I feel like that, like I, I've said it before, I feel like that really was kind of a glaring issue on this team, it was just no one can really consistently kind of disrupt things back there. And um, I guess when we talk about that unit, and that's probably one of the more experienced ones to come back. Um, that, that's got to maybe be a strength, I guess, or at least uh, someone's got to emerge, I think. Um, but when I, when I hear that, that question that, that's, or that answer, that, that's what I thought of.
4: And when he's talking D-line, I don't know if he's including Jeremy Lewis, who's listed as a linebacker, rush-in, whatever, yeah. but you just hope that's the guy. Like You, you, need, right. a, you need a rush-in to harass the quarterback, get to the quarterback. Before you got here, Patrick, we had one of the biggest one-year wonders in ECU football history, going after the quarterback who am i talking about chandler nate harvey nate harvey went from like a fullback to the leading sacker in the <laughs> conference and had a cup of coffee with the giants before the season but i think got hurt
0: he was the top five in the country and he Sox, was just
4: out of nowhere and it was uh amazing and we just we need one of them uh seasons again yeah Definitely.
10: I mean, that, that would do wonders for this team, you know, especially with having some of the guys in the back end back. But man, if
4: you can just get after that quarterback a little bit, this defense looks a lot better. Jamie says Has Mike Houston been here longer than any coach since Logan?
0: Uh, Ruff was here six years.
4: So Ruff was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15. Well, Skip was Skip. Skip was five, five years. Six, seven, eight, nine. Yep so, uh yeah, he's still got a little more to go with to get, to catch rough and Logan was what uh ninety he went
0: from what ninety two to o one yeah so I mean he's got a ways
4: John Thompson was uh <laughs> two years two years uh Scotty mo Scotty three years uh logan ninety two to o two so there you go see where mike houston ranks on the uh the wins here can i pull it up by no so mike houston's uh got a ways to go to catch yeah those first couple of years heard him steve logan at 67 so skip had 37 wins uh rough 35 mike houston's at 22 we'll get there in uh another two plus years I was gonna say, it's just two seasons really yeah. of football hmm. to be the all-time david blackwell 0-1. <laughs> oh, did, oh <laughs> did kick a field goal at the end of the game. a boy, David. Got three on the board. Uh, did also save Tyler Sneed's redshirt year, which didn't matter because he left. He <laughs> should have played in that state game. Should've Remember stopped. that was like the big talk leading up to that game? Oh, yeah. Was it Sneed? Was he the only player? Uh, I thought like it was uh, mostly Sneed. Holton
0: didn't play that game.
4: Yeah. Kingsley Effetti threw a pick in that game.
0: Yeah, Reed Herring threw a maybe one or I think Reed Herring threw a nice pass to Audio Matosho. That was probably like the only highlight besides that 47
4: yard field goal. I'm going to look up that box score just because oh, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. What year was that, Chandler? That was 2018. Uh, final score 58 to 3. NC State won that one. Uh, how many total yards do you think we had, Chandler? 123 oh 104 man over 100 though <laughs> how yeah. many how many first downs you think we have Two, four <laughs> yikes four first downs wow it's mm. worse than i imagined and ecu kicked the field goal
0: it was like a 50 order
4: was it as time expired yes as- nah, well we had uh yeah as time expired Oh no. uh five play 49 yard drive 46 yard field goal at the horn to make it 58 to 3 i was leaving carter finley and i just heard something yards throughout that whole game
0: i heard like a little faint like a cheer and i was like did
4: we just make a field goal they carried off jake verity (laughs) and david blackwell dumped the uh cooler just uh just a rough spot there and then uh it was like a day later mike houston was named the head coach right
0: and john gilbert was named the athletic director
4: yeah and here we are today. And Patrick Mason was named the beat writer for the Daily Reflector. It happens quick. Big things happen in threes. That's right. So there you go. <laughs> Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back more with P. Mace here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Hey, hey.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. Country Mart has
6: been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Here's Cliff.
4: All right, Burley tried to go shopping at the gap, but ball was caught in left center field. A snag by the center fielder almost got down, would have been extra bases. Uh, instead, it is a fly out as the Cardinals and Diamondbacks are tied at two apiece in the fourth inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck DeBuck all right this is a sports talk show so let's hit a cliched typical sports talk radio show topic patrick hey from jamie let's say the season goes bad is houston seat getting warm even though having to use the new quarterback would it be fair criticism or what is that why is this heart in the way I think i get or the non-criticism the the direction of the question um i would say what, what first of all season goes bad what is bad i say bad
10: three is, and nine yeah you probably miss a bowl would be bad and yeah maybe four wins something like that
4: like five and seven is not good but is that bad it's definitely under so the <laughs> win total in vegas is five and a half right like so that's what i mean but that that doesn't mean anything for pirate fans expectations no i, I know that um but no, I mean, anything like under three wins, you're like, wait, is yeah. this the guy for the job? You're five. But like, I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, if they win four or five games, um, I would not want to fire Mike Houston. No. But I, I would want a much better 2024. Yeah, there'd probably be some questions
10: and say, hey, you know, why why did this happen? But yeah, you know, you, you wouldn't definitely just say, hey, let's fire this guy. But, you know, at, at the same time, you, you got to hope that, you know, there's some sort of floor in here at this point and um but yeah bad like i guess i guess you'd have to watch the games and decide why it went bad you know say hey like everything looked pretty great but we couldn't you know we couldn't throw the ball or but we couldn't you know block for the guy or you know there's
4: stuff like that where you can pinpoint stuff but and and jamie says so even though having to use a new quarterback should a seat get warm well i mean that's the coaches are bringing in these quarterbacks and playing these quarterbacks. That's his responsibility. Yeah. If Mason or Alex or both aren't up to the task, that falls on the coach. Right. And, you know, every single of these recruiting classes, whatever
10: month it is, you know, when we sit down and we get the sheet of, hey, there's 12 new guys coming in here. You know, this guy's great. He's really long where we can't wait till he gets in the program. Like, you know, these are the same guys who were talked about like that at one point, and they've been in the program for a while. You're hoping they're doing behind the scenes work and getting ready and preparing, and um, you know, like like a lot of positions. Sometimes you don't get to play with the ones, but you got to step up when it's time to play. And you will see if the coaches,
4: you know, got them ready. And maybe the portal has hurt this team more than I've given it credit for. Newton says, uh, "Coach is still good now next year, maybe, but he's rebuilding. You can't help uh, kids might jump ship." um and i'm thinking about the you know the corners we had one jump to the league and one and a couple you know in the portal uh like fleming right yeah uh, fleming and then mcmillan before that leaving before he you know he had Nishad, to. shot strother uh, strother avery jones leaving hurts i mean that interior of your line that you counted that against. is huge right there um so those are those are killers, and and Mike Houston's been pretty aggressive bringing in portal guys in the O line this off season. and you hope they got two from uh, from Akron, right? So yeah. you hope they can zip right in and play right away. Um, yeah, you got to hope some of these guys are plug and play guys. You got to, yeah, they got to be. Say hey, you know, familiarize
10: yourself as much as you can, but you're starting right now, and you know, you, you got to help us.
4: You're important. <laughs> Skip says, why am I the only one? Now, usually when people start sentences that way, they're not the only one. <laughs> am I the only one that thinks? No, you're not. He says, why am I the only one who says Houston says Garcia is a quarterback but doesn't sound confident when he says that? I think a lot of people. <laughs>
10: that's, that's, Skip. The whole, that's the whole question the whole offseason, really. You're not the only one. But um, if I have, I guess, reading between the lines. So um, he was asked about that yesterday, and he didn't outright name a starter you know he said we got two guys you know mason and i got yeah i guess we can we can play this is that what is that yeah what you it set up?
4: it up i'll knock it down yeah yeah
10: let's, let's go for it but basically you no know, he was saying you know hey we got these two guys but if you listen he went on to talk about mason's ceiling and just about how uh the ceiling is huge for him so that, that just kind of is a little bit of a tell i think showing the cards a little bit of like hey this is the guy who we envision if everything goes perfectly he's going to be under center doing his thing at a high
4: level let's hear cut five shirley mike houston talks about the quarterback situation
3: Well, you know, the positive thing is Mason and Alex have both been there in the same room with Holton his entire time. Uh, Mason did start a game in 2020 uh, when uh, Holton was out with COVID. Uh, So those guys have been there, been at practice, been getting the reps, been getting the same, you know, looks and things like that. You know, the thing you can't replace is the game experience. Uh, And obviously, you know, both those guys are inexperienced when it comes to college uh, snaps. Uh, But, you know, they have worked very hard this offseason season to prepare. They're both playing as as well as they ever have, uh, and you know I've talked a lot about Mason. I mean Mason's Mason's ability and the ceiling for him is pretty high, and uh, we're all excited to see him this year and see what he does with that. Uh, we're excited about the pieces around him. I think that's a big factor for him is just the comfort with the players around him. Uh, but it's going to take you know. Those those same things that Holton went through, my first couple of years, you know, Mason's got to go through those things from a decision-making process. Now he's probably more prepared for the beginning than Holton was, in that you know he has been there with Holton through his last three years. Uh, but still, there's no no replacing experience.
4: All right, Mike Houston, they're talking about his quarterback uh, situation and. The positive is they've been in the same room with Holden. That's good to know that they haven't been separated in other rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, also, if you listen there, I feel like he's sort of warming the fan
10: base up or warming you up a little bit to say, hey, there might be some struggles this year. Like, yeah. while he's really talented,
4: you know, don't expect him to light the world on fire immediately. So that one start he had, twenty twenty, Pirates lose to Navy in a frustrating one, twenty seven to twenty three. Uh, my guy got loose Yeah. 172 yards, 80-yard touchdown run from Rajay Harris, my guy. Uh, Mason Garcia, 10 of 20, 104 passing yards. Here's what I liked from uh, from Mason Garcia that day. Uh, 15 carries, and if he got sacked, those numbers go into that. But 63 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. I do think he could be an elite runner. And, I, and from what I'm told, he can really zip it now. There's a lot that goes into to passing offenses and being a, a quarterback in D1, but uh, I love his ability to run. And if he can get that passing game down and make defenses respect it, uh, he he and this backfield will really hurt you with the legs. Maybe we might have a a play action happy
10: offense kind of thing. Maybe that could be kind of fun.
4: Yeah, little read option. Uh, yeah, get uh, get Garcia out there in the open and 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 letting him use his legs, but. Got to show off that cannon as well. And, uh, and I was ahead. just going to say, I want
10: to say, you know, Donnie Kirkpatrick too, if like where he is going to pull some of these different plays for like a potentially mobile style or deception-based kind of offense, it'd be nice to see how he
4: uh, handles that as well. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's going to be a fascinating lead up to uh, Ann Arbor to kick off to see because we're going to be asking Coach Houston every day. Yeah. Has anybody separated themselves at quarterback? And until he names a starter and unless he says I'm just shutting down all questions about that, <laughs> uh, he's gonna be asked. That's yeah. just the way it's gonna go. That's what people wanna know. Yeah, it's a really important position. Probably the most yeah. important on the field. So I, I would say curious. so. All right, P Mace, uh anything else? Uh what what should I talk to? Uh what are you interested in when it comes to basketball? About to talk some hoops with Sai Seymour. Um, like pro basketball. ECU basketball. ECU basketball? Oh. We're not talking NBA. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> that'd be <an> interesting <laughs> summer know, league recap. I, I was going to say.
10: I don't know if there's any NBA going on right now. Um, you know that, That's a good question. I guess that's another thing that's kind of far off in the future, but it's just like a, a basketball team really has to mesh. I, I just like to see how the new guys coming in, just kind of just how they complement each other. Um, but that's. I think that's kind of way in the future. I'm not sure. All right. Well, thanks you know, for nothing.
4: <laughs> I don't know. Well, what are you looking to see out of the basketball? I'm always excited about basketball, Patrick. I am too. No, you're not. You're a phony. You're a fraud. I'm kind of excited. No, you're not.
10: It's my favorite sport to cover. It doesn't. No, it doesn't feel sound like, like. I feel it. like I have to put it some on different. You
4: know, back burners here. Sometimes. All right, that's fine. You
10: got your burners like, I'm, working. I'm getting, I into, I'm getting into football.
4: I'm diving in, man. Well, soup's always on your front burner. Oh, for and sure. And then you've got football, and then you'll put throw little hoops back there. Yeah. Yeah, the baseball. soup is like a constant stir. You know, <laughs> you got to watch that you one. You had any good soup lately? Um, I did have that lobster bisque the other day. That yeah. was pretty good. Can't beat it. Yeah. Uh, Micah, what do you think about soup? Can you uh, turn your mic on there and... Uh, Patrick's a big soup fan. How do you feel about soup? I like
8: soup.
4: Okay,
5: soup yes, is good. I actually just had a what is it, a broccoli cheddar soup. Mm, today?
4: That's a good soup. That, that's today.
10: Good
6: one. Today. So you today. are a soup. fan. I am. I am. Even
4: in 100 degree temperatures, still
10: gotta take
2: ha- I like my food hot.
10: See, that's what's up. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. I always get a lot of crap for that. It's like, I don't base my food decisions off the weather. Yeah. You know, I just, if I'm hungry for something, I like it.
4: Exactly. All right. You got another soup fan over here, Patrick. Good. You should do a feature that's on Micah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, this... I love for soups. Yeah, just the
8: <laughs> soup topic. Yeah. <laughs> soup talk.
4: All right. Patrick, thanks for hanging out. Anything to, uh, I... We've got uh, Ken mentioned post-39. They're in the state yeah, tournament. They're state stuff. Um, you've got the Pitt County Girls Softball League. They play again tomorrow. They have beaten Florida and Georgia as they try to make it to back to Greenville for the Little League Softball World Series. We talked to Weingartz about that the other day, Brian Weingartz. So yeah, that's right that's something on the horizon. You for better sure. put that on a burner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of burners going. Yeah, you are in the uh, kitchen. Anything else going on? No, I just got my apron on. Hanging out. <laughs> All right. Well, don't spill anything. I'll try. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, P man. Mace, Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break when we return. Cy Seymour will spread the good news. Mr. Positivity. We'll talk some pirate hoops, pirate football. Get his thoughts on uh, the commander's sale. He is a Washington fan like myself. So uh, a lot to talk about with Cy in Hour Three. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour Three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub-location jersey Mike's a sub above now let's head back into prl here's cliff
4: back with you Pirate radio live hour three here on a wednesday gonna make you a winner coming up this hour so stay tuned for that and uh we got some basketball talk coming up with cy seymour who joins us on the show and i have not talked to cy in a long time so it's great to get him back on the show and kind of recap the offseason we'll talk a little football as well a little commanders but a lot to catch up on with Sai. Sai, how you doing man
2: i'm doing great Cliff, and it's always good to hear you i'm glad we're getting back together because we know all sports are getting ready to kick into gear and we love it
4: yes sir got that uh bit of a summer slumber going when it comes to the world of sports but it is quickly approaching at AAC football media days yesterday ECU picked sixth uh, in the American and sigh overall you'll see a lot of these teams on the the hardwood and some good teams at that with uh, FAU and North Texas and Charlotte and UAB, uh, but uh, from a football standpoint, from an all-sports standpoint, what are your uh, your overall thoughts of Houston, UCF, Cincinnati out, and uh, these new schools coming in?
2: I think uh, I hate to see those schools go because I think that this was a good fit. I th- personally got to give the commissioner and the office and the uh, and the athletic directors for picking some really good schools to come in this league. Uh, I, I don't think we. Skip the beat in basketball. I really don't. You, you lost Houston, but you kept Memphis, and you got to look up at North Texas and, and UAB were in the NIT finals. Well, that's a big deal because they went through the Wisconsins, the Big Ten, the Michigans, the ACC schools, Clemson. They were the two final teams in it. North Texas won it. Charlotte won the other tournament, and then you had FAU in the finals of the, uh, of the Final Four. So I mean that it's, it's a good it's really going to be strong. It's a good basketball league. FAU returns just about everybody I, I think it's a big good I think it's good. I think football I think it might be better I, I just do. I, I mean, you use UCF, but you you picked up more good teams. Now, don't get me wrong, UCF's good. Cincinnati's had a good run, but we know that we we know what Cincinnati we we can play with the Cincinnati's. well, these teams are good. But EC you can be right there. That that six doesn't mean a thing. It really see, when you when you got a new quarterback, nobody knows. And so I trust our coaching staff and I think we're gonna be pretty darn good.
4: So I see more joining us. Pirate radio live line got football season quickly approaching and then time for hoops and starting to get uh, some schedule leaks out there some teams already announcing their full schedule size still waiting on ecu and the american but did see earlier this week the pirates will have a neutral side game against the florida gators reminds me of last year when ecu had a neutral side game with south carolina and rj felton had a big one against his home state and was a uh, pirates were able to win that game and they'll try to do the same uh, against the gators this year i like that uh, matchup so yeah it's a
2: tough matchup and Give credit to Mike Swartz. He stepped out. He's got two SEC teams playing. He's playing South Carolina at home, and he's playing those guys. He's got UNCW. It's a it, To me, it's a tough schedule because uh, when you look at this conference, you better get all the wins you can get in the non-conference. And when you've got three teams like that, uh, that's a pretty darn good non-conference tilt. Everybody always fusses, oh, why didn't you play them? You play the patches. You better play some Pats. <laughs> you, want, you got you. You got to get to ten to twelve wins in the non-conference, and and if you you want to see that, you look at the ACC schedules. And look what they do. I mean, that's what you do. You might play one or two games, and they're like, well. It's Kentucky, and North Carolina. Yeah, well, look at the rest of the schedule. It's, you know, one game away is all they play. I mean, and they're smart. One to two games is it. And my point being is, Mike's done a good job, and and he goes overboard because he's optimistic about his kids and how they'll play and they've been responding to him this is a this is a good program and a great coaching staff and i'll have to tell you the talent i've been overseeing practice several times uh i'm excited about this year i I, I just think the depth is there and the quality depth is there
4: well before we get to the the talent uh let's talk about that coaching staff side because there has been some movement nick Matson moving Uh, to Texas. So Reggie Williams takes a spot. He was already on the staff, now takes a seat as an assistant coach as uh, he was promoted. And to have an NBA guy on your staff that can go in, recruit players, teach players, uh, we'll take that uh, every day of the week. And then Mark Adams, who was most recently the head coach uh, at Texas Tech has joined the staff as well. So another defensive guru and a guy that just has uh, loads of experience joining the staff. How about this offseason, uh, just bulking up that staff side?
2: It's really – listen, congratulations to Nick and moving on. That's what he wanted to do. He gets closer to his home. Uh, he's he's a Texas guy. But Reggie's a great move up. He's a good young man. And, he, listen, he's been in the NBA – Kids like him. He's a good coach. That's a big move. You're going to love this story. I, um, last Saturday, a couple of Saturdays ago, I, I, time flies, I decided to re- go over on Saturday mornings, at, cause they have, and, and Coach says, Say, anytime you want to come over, come over. So I go over, and no coaches are there, and they're going to be running up and down the floor. You know, they, they, it's, they, they play games. The players do. Well, I said, I'll go. And just sit there and sit back and watch them. Because when players are loose, they can get some stuff done. You know, they just are. They, and so anyway, I'm walking in and I see a man and his wife taking three or four bags of stuff in, 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 up the steps and I said, that's coach. That's the new coach. So I yell from the lower steps because they're going up the stairs. I said, coach, let me help you. You got all those bags. Let me help you. And I go up and I said, coach Adams, I'm sorry, see more, la, da, 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 da. I meet he and his wife and, we go in, and I said, "Let me carry some of these bags." And they're heavy, and so we get to his office, and I said, "Coach, there's a lot of candy in these bags." He says, "You know what? I find outside." He said, "He said kids will come to see you when you got candy. They, they want a piece of that candy." And he said, "I keep it in my office, and it's a great communication tool. It gets us going, and we talk sports, and that's how we do it. I mean, it's just another way to break the ice with new players, and then." As soon as he could, he he said, "I got go. I got to go downstairs. I got to watch these guys go." I mean, he is a basketball junkie, and he is. We are very fortunate to have him. Uh, and I will tell you this because you will appreciate this: when we played Arkansas Little Rock, yeah, Jeff Lebo. It,
4: I remember listening to that game. Sai. you're talking about. Uh, uh Chris Beard was the coach,
2: right? I, Chris Beard was the coach. I said he just put on a defensive clinic. Yeah, and he said. I had the scout for that game, and I'm the defensive guy. Yeah. Beard. And I thought, my gosh. Well, my gosh, if he's that good, he's that good, and he is. He's really good. Ken Palm, they were ranked one last year in defensive efficiency. Uh, 18-0 at home. Uh, he's the real deal, and we're very fortunate to get him. Uh, and and uh, I think he's excited to be in a gymnasium. He Look, we're... Look, we're all gym rats. That's what we love basketball. It's the greatest game to us, and we enjoy it. And this guy's one of those guys. And, buddy, we are fortunate to have him, but we're fortunate to have a good staff. Every one of them are like that. These guys are are a treat to be around, and to get him, it's unbelievable.
4: Cy Seymour joining us. uh, Micah Dennis is uh, interning with us uh, uh, coming off the AAC championship and NCAA tournament appearance and she said her and her women's basketball teammates uh, recently had a paintball outing together. Um, i saw the men were on the uh, softball field maybe doing a little home run derby action and these team bonding uh it's always been important throughout the years maybe even more so now with the portal and so many new faces you got to get adjusted to your teammates quick and uh, i know that's uh that's at a premium these days with these schools and in uh, east carolina's no different
2: it, you have to get you have to build bonds and it has to be together it has the more i'm in it the successful programs—they are team first, and in today's world of me first, it's very difficult. And I give credit to our, our 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 lady pirates and the job they did last year, and the coaching staff. That's a that's a big deal to get an NCAA's great job by them, and it's all about building relationships, and I, that's what the guys are doing. They've done a good job, and it's evident. In this year in this world of Nil that ECU it's now you're, you're at a point of can who can I keep you know who can I keep well he kept his four four out of the five starters and one that left had been injured yeah so when you look up when you look up the job that he did to be able to keep that many kids uh, and they were listen everybody was after him look you, you they were after all uh, four to five kids yeah and and ecu was able to keep them and that's a big deal
4: no doubt i mean to to have rj and and brandon johnson and ezra uh you know walk everybody returning is huge and you lose javon small but you kind of make up for that uh when you bring in a bobby pettiford and uh, cam hayes and, and do what they did on the recruiting trail so let's uh we'll, we'll get to know some of these new faces side let's talk about those returners another step up for rj another step up for brandon who uh, expanded his game last off season to the three-point line i can't wait to see what ezra looks like with another full offseason here in greenville and walker was huge for you down the stretch so you know what particularly can these guys do who are you looking for out of that group to take even another step
2: all four of them and I'll tell you why these are young kids that move up to the next level and uh, what what you see in this stuff Cliff, is, Cliff, is that, that these guys uh exp- a year of experience they go up another notch every year you can give them they go up another yacht lot uh another notch and these these four guys and I can tell you who else is going to do it Bayala and Demunje. they're yeah. doing the same thing the kid that got time uh Panita, the other day, I looked at him. He was doing a really good job in there. But when you look up, the guys that have got back, listen, the other day, it was the first day that Ozar's been back. He had a bad shoulder. He, he was a man out there. And, and Brandon, same way. And RJ was out. But when I did see him before, RJ was in. These guys are on a different level right now. Now, they're going to even be better because they've been together as a team. And Ben Bayala's is back and, and playing much better. And DeBougier is the same way, uh, and Jaden Walker. You, you and I, you said it right. Jaden Walker really turned the season playing the point guard the way he did. I mean, he he really. You got to give that young man credit. At six five, he took over that point, did a good job. He can defend anybody, and uh, w- was just a tremendous fit. Now you think now he's another year up. Uh, it's it's it, you got some really good pieces right there. I think our depth is really the difference too. Uh, it's going to be good, but when you talk about those guys, they're more physical now. They're more confident now. Uh, when you go up to a brand and say, he's not—he's not shy. He's not a freshman. <laughs> RJ, <Yeah. laughs> I said, I, I went up to RJ and he said, uh, "I said RJ, you'll finally get a little rest." I said, "You go thirty minutes." He said, "I don't need a rest."
4: <laughs> I was going to say he is a machine out there.
2: <laughs> Look, yeah, I, I, and I, I thought, i hope he doesn't hit me. I mean, but, uh, <laughs> I mean he, he, but he meant it. He said, "You know, I don't need a rest." And I and I that's how you have to be, that's how you have to be. The coaches will handle the other part, but he wants to be in there and he wants to play and and give them credit. That's what you do.
4: Yeah, I, and I was thinking, Cy, si, about the the defensive mindedness, and and you've got Mark Adams, Mike Schwartz, and it's one thing to. To have that on your, you know, on your, your your buckle as a coach, but the players have to buy into it. I know one of them uh, does, and that's R.J. Felton. And now you you got to get these other guys on board to to play good defense. Uh, Walker uh, will do that out there. Uh, play it matching up with whoever he matches up with and you know we've seen Brandon get more physical ezra pulling down what 20 rebounds against uh the houston team so it goes to show you that those guys have bought in and now you hope they can transfer that to uh the newcomers on this team to buy in buy into that side of the ball and let's get some uh some easy breakaways on offense right your your defense can turn to offense
2: you're right and and, and listen <clears throat> You're right about the staff, the ones you've mentioned, but let me tell you, Jake Morton does a really good job with these kids. And Riley Davis played for Mark Adams. That's how ECU got him. And he said, I think we can get him here. So, Riley, Riley's a tremendous, these guys are all really good coaches. And they bought in, to, they're excited about building a program. That's why Riley told Coach Schwartz, he can help us, Coach, and I can get him. You know, it's, it's funny. But, you know, when, you, when we look up, it's kind of like what you try to do in anything. Retention. Can you keep kids? And, by gosh, he, caught, he kept the four kids. Yeah. When you, that's, that's a, that says miles about this staff to be able to do that. But you're right. These new kids, I'm telling you right now, Richard in the middle is 6'10", and also the big man, Siri. Siri uh,
4: Malanga, yeah.
2: yeah they're going to be tough. Now, the great thing is you've got two of them. He can run them in the mind You've got Ozar at the four. You got Brandon out there at the three and four. You've got RJ. You've got Wings like crazy. And you've got, listen, Pettiford. And if Hayes, you'd see the problem is Hayes is his second yeah. time in the portal right. coming back. And they're getting strict on that. Mm-hmm. He hasn't got a ruling yet. But that's the way it is for everybody. They've gotten pretty strict with that.
4: Are they planning on Hayes not playing this year? Is that what it's kind of leaning towards? No,
2: they're planning on – they're they're hoping he goes through. Okay. They're, 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 the paperwork's in. They've done everything. But what they're seeing is they're turning down a lot of them. I'm, right. You know, I'm just thinking, what are you thinking? They do the NCAA. This kid's returned home. You know, he's in the state of North Carolina. And all the stuff that's going on, you're going to stop kids for this – and I'm an outsider. They've got to look at it from a big point of view. I get it. But, my goodness, that kid's ready to play. He can shoot it. Pettiford is a strong point guard. He's a natural. He's, 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 he looks at the team, what's best for the team first at the point. Uh, and, you got you know, you got a guy that, that played a little bit last year and, and in LeCount that's going to give you everything he's got. So the pieces are there.
4: Sai, so I know uh, folks were excited about the uh, uh, Goldsboro kid to Corey Faison. Have, have you seen him at all?
2: Well, that's why I'm saving the best for last. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> he's a man. <laughs> he's, he's not, I mean, he is built. Uh, he does not look like a freshman. He can match up with any of them. I mean, he is, he's got a chance to be really good. If he can get to the intensity level that you have to do in the, on the college level, he on a dead ball the other day, I'm in there, and I, I'm watching him. It's a dead ball. He does a 360 dunk that you say, my gosh. I mean, you do. You really say that. I mean, you say, He's, the upside of that young guy is unbelievable. And he, I watched him play defense. He did a nice job on the perimeter, guys. I mean, he... He's got a chance to be special. I'm just telling you, and he he's he's built already like a junior or senior. I mean, he he's built, and uh, that's a great pickup by East Carolina. I'm just telling you, I can't wait to see him because he's an Eastern North Carolina kid. Yeah. Glad to be here, and, and and listen, don't let anybody kid you. The same thing was with Pet- Petaway. He he's he's from South Granville. He wants to be at East Carolina. He's excited about being at East Carolina, and and I think give credit to the guys that recruited. You get Ham uh, Cam Hayes from Greensboro, you got Brandon Johnson from Raleigh, you got uh, Richard, the big man from Stanley County, Gaston Day. <laughs> you, you just go through the list; they have really gotten great players. So you, you listen when you when you talk about Callum Richard, his dad played for Eddie Payne. Uh, uh, out west. What's the, the Oregon State? No, no. I, in, in North Carolina. Oh, oh, uh, he, he played there, and this guy knows his, his dad is tall like he is. And he says, "I know what it takes, and he can do it." And you watch him run the court. He he doesn't have a problem with this game series, same way. So, but we've got a lot of good. We've got a lot of good North Carolina products on this team to go along with all the other great players. I mean, I, I think it's just a really good team. I, just, I, I think it will mold into a good ball club. And uh, I like where we're headed.
4: Well, S so I I remember uh, I was at Pettiford's last game in Menjee's. It was him and his team against uh, Traquavion Smith and Farmville. And it was a, a great game. And uh, Pettiford looked good on that day. Traquavion now trying to make the 76ers. So uh, Pettiford at least got a little bit of experience there in Menjee's playing uh, in uh, big high school games years ago
2: i was fortunate enough to be to meet his mom and dad uh, when when they came over and uh, and cam hayes mom and dad all the players that came in uh and and let me tell you they're just salt of the earth people that are excited that they can see their kid yeah you know yeah. they can they can come see him. Well, well that's one
4: positive to the portal right side maybe you go away and you realize that you, it's not for you and you can kind of come back home so to speak and he's, he's taking advantage of that sounds like from what you're saying
2: and and you're right, it makes them better because they want to be good here. They really do. Cam Hayes and Pettiford, they want to be here and they want to be good. And so there's a lot of good things going on with this ball club, a lot of good things. And, uh, again, the energy level is as good as I've seen it in a long, long time.
4: Well, Mike P. on YouTube says, ECU to the Final Four, Cy has convinced me. It don't take much of Cy to get people fired up, and uh, that's one of the reasons I want to get you on today. Sai, we are gearing up for football, but hadn't talked to you in a while. I wanted to do kind of a off-season recap, and it's been a busy one uh, for these Pirates coaching staff-wise, player-wise, and... Um, Mike Schwartz, uh, another thing, too, talking to Coach Schwartz, you know, it, maybe not big in the grand scheme of things, but winning that conference tournament game last year, uh, t- had, you know, Houston on the ropes for a lot of that game in round two. I, I don't know if that – it seems like that, that was a nice bridge into the off season where maybe you can kind of keep that rolling.
2: Well, the whole entire end of the year was like that. You remember how good we came on when we finally – you know, you lose your point guard and then you can yeah. adjust. And when we finally – the light bulb came on, and you win at Tulsa, and you're playing well in a lot of different places. And these kids see it. These kids see it. And then when they win that tournament game like that, you say, how close are we? And, and really what caused us, I go back to, you remember, we came back from that tournament, and you had to play like the next day again. Uh, Old Dominion wouldn't change the date. We had to play them quick, and then you lose another game against Coppin. I mean, it was – or whoever we lost to, I can't remember who it was, I, but I whoever we lost to, South Carolina State, yeah. whoever it was, that didn't happen. But we had to fit it; everything had to be fit. This year, it's fit up the right way. But you, it's it's a better schedule. We our legs were gone; we should we probably shouldn't have put that game in there. But we tried to get another game in, and Old Dominion wouldn't move on it. You had to stay where you were with them. It's a lot to scheduling, and see the difference in football; it's done years in advance. The non-conference in basketball is basically done year to year, uh, except for when you've got a you know you've you've got a three-year contract on somebody. It's not very few of them, so uh, it's it, the all is really important how you maneuver your schedule. Pick up Florida is a big deal, December late or December you know after after yeah. after the break after their break. Uh, but I think I think it's a good schedule, and uh, but we have got down and that's something we've not had. Quality depth all the way down. I mean, when they go after it, it's it's really nice to
4: see. Cy Seymour joining us. Cy, before we let you go, uh, ding-dong, the witch is dead. Dan Snyder out in Washington, so we can uh, breathe a little easier. Got new ownership in there, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to start winning games, but uh, I don't know. It gives a little positivity, right?
2: I think so. I think think, think they're ready, and, and you know the other side of it? Which is good is that the, the Cowboys still have Jerry Jones, so you know we got, a good <laughs> shot. we got
4: a good shot. As long as he's there, we got a chance, Sy. Si.
2: We got a chance. All right, you never know.
4: Fair enough, yeah. si, uh, Great to chat with you, man. We'll keep in touch. We'll do it again. Uh, how many wins you thinking for Power Football this year?
2: You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I think we're going to be pretty darn decent, and I think. The quarterback situation is the key, and I think we're better there than people think. You know, I know we lost Holden; he's been there a long time, and this kid hadn't had a chance to play. But I, you're looking—I think eight wins. I'm gonna give him eight. I'm going all. I'm gonna be strong. Eight and four. So, all right. Eight and four. I'll take it. Let's I, take it. I, I, this, I, well, and if he's not, I'll tell you this: He came. Coach Houston came over to Green uh, to Newburn to speak at a big banquet over here for the teachers in public schools. About seven hundred. And by the time he finished, I was ready to play again. <laughs> I was ready to play quarterback again. Yes, sir. I mean, he had me fired up. I you, he's, he's really good. He did a great job. So I want him to do the best he can. I want him to have a good year. And uh, I, I really believe in him. I think he's going to do a good job.
4: All right, Cy. Si, great to chat with you, man. We'll do it again down the road. Always, Cliff. See you, man. There is Cy si Seymour. If, 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 man, if you ain't fired up and optimistic after – here inside there's something wrong with you and uh he believes everything he says uh he, he likes the the pirates on the hardwood this year likes them on the gridiron likes them all around so uh always great to talk to a size color analyst these espn plus basketball games uh in mengees coliseum all right let's take a break when we return some potential conference realignment news We'll uh, we'll have that for you. We'll also have a giveaway and a little bit more from Media Day yesterday as well. When we return, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live back with you after this.
6: Well, no, that's not the right one. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women, whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
4: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday Cardinals and Diamondbacks tied at three in the sixth inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Buck. Gavin Williams uh, went four scoreless innings today against the Royals. Guardians beating Kansas City. Now Cleveland just two games back of the Twins in the AL Central. Also uh, tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard you've got USA and the Netherlands in the Women's World Cup and I just looked at the line, Shirley, um, and USA is favored. Uh, The money line, minus 154, um, which tells me that Netherlands is pretty good.
6: Well, they played the Netherlands for the World Cup championship in 2019. Um, So, this is a rematch of that championship game. Um, There were a lot of questions coming into the World Cup as far as the players go. You've got a lot of new players, including uh, players like Trinity Rodman and Sophie Smith, who are first-time players. So, you've got a little bit of the first-time World Cup jitters there. Rose Lavelle just got cleared. She had been suffering from an injury. So, uh, she is likely going to start tonight so that may be uh, a a positive for the United States so it'll be interesting to see how this uh, plays out because uh, honestly if they're going to get out of the group stage they got to get by the Netherlands but it's also a real test because they didn't really play that well against uh, Vietnam even though they did win that game three nothing they did not play particularly well.
4: Netherlands beat Portugal in their first game, so three points apiece in Group E for the United States and Netherlands. I was just looking at the Uh, The groups, and right now two teams, uh, two countries have played two games and won them both. That's Spain and Japan sitting at six points apiece. Canada and Switzerland have a win and a draw under their belt, so they have four points apiece. Uh, USA uh, trying to get four or six after tonight, and again, the Netherlands won their first match. So early on in the Women's World Cup, but uh, a pivotal game here because let's say Netherlands wins, you would then be up against Portugal in uh, kind of a, a winner take all situation
6: yeah and you got to keep an eye on that goal differential too because uh Which when
4: usa it, does have a plus yeah. three to the netherlands plus one at this point
6: exactly so the more goals you get the more comfortable you can be somewhat in that group stage but it's the top two teams that advance out of the group stage that goes into the knockout rounds. so uh as long as uh even if uh, the United States, you don't want to put yourself in that position in terms of losing the game. I, I don't think that they're going to go in there with that thought. Uh, but in the event that it does happen, it's uh, you know as long as they can keep that goal differential uh, where it needs to be, they'll be able to at least advance to the knockout stage
4: all right so that's coming up tonight nine o'clock i believe we'll, yes uh, nine o'clock eastern be checking that out over at sports tribute AJB murphy's which gets underway at eight o'clock uh as we were talking to si a moment ago saw this from ross dellinger and uh is he still with si uh he is with yahoo sports all right he's with yahoo colorado just completed a board meeting of its regents and has scheduled a second one for thursday presumably around a potential move to the Big Twelve. So you've got USC and UCLA jumping to the Big Ten. Is Colorado on the way out moving to the Big Twelve? If so, what does that mean for the Pac twelve? Colorado used to be in the Big Twelve. Uh but what does that mean for the Pac twelve? As, you know, do they start adding with the San Diego states? Do they get picked off? Do they disband? Uh, I don't know, but uh, interesting move there. So, Colorado, it looks like uh, seriously considering a conference move. Uh, and Ross Dellinger also says for months now, the Big 12 has pursued Colorado. So, uh, Coach Prime maybe moving to the Big 12.
6: Well, that's the, the – as somebody brought up a really good point. How much of the hiring of Coach Prime helped – potentially facilitate that deal
4: yeah maybe uh and again we don't know how good they're going to be with dion but it definitely puts a uh you know a, a target on the back and a lot of eyeballs on what's going on right now with colorado so am i wrong in saying colorado was way better athletically in the big 12 have they done a lot in the Pac 12 i don't i do don't recall Honestly, hearing a lot of colorado no. basketball and football since the pac-12 move um and again my brain goes way back to cordell stewart and michael westbrook uh in the old days in the early mid-90s uh the hail mary against michigan and eric b enemy and uh and things like that but sleeping with the yes About colorado uh, potentially going back to the big 12 jamie says the pac-12 is dead D O A Dead on arrival.
6: D-E-D, dead.
4: I don't know about that, but certainly on some life support when you lose um, your two big ones, USC and UCLA and Colorado, certainly not a flagship member or anything, but if they drop, does another drop? And who adds them? We start to get closer and closer to this. I remember years ago said it's going to end up being like four 16-team Super Leagues or whatever, and everybody else is going to be left out and uh are we starting to trend towards that again we shall see all right surely um, uh what do i you was got? gonna
6: say um i have a did you see oh
4: good please
6: did you see that uh, just a few minutes ago tom Pella pelissaro um, pelissaro well okay yeah i'm gonna go with that the Jets signed four-time NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers to a new two-year, $75 million guaranteed contract wow. through the 2024 season. He had nearly $110 million guaranteed remaining on his old deal back in Green Bay. So he's taking a lot less for that shot at a ring.
4: Yeah. Um, the Jets are this year's Broncos at least going into the season. A lot of expectations. I I was suckered last year. I got suckered into uh, thinking the Broncos were going to win their division, make a run in the playoffs, be a Super Bowl candidate. And their coach, was it Hackett? Paul Hackett uh, mm-hmm. was awful. We saw it game one. We saw it uh, until he was finally fired. Now they get Sean Payton. I'm reluctant to get on the Broncos train, but I don't want to miss out. I might have been a year early on that. But they had all the primetime games. They were, you know, everybody was talking about Russell Wilson going there. Now that's going to be the Jets this year. And are they going to be substance or are they going to be all flash? We shall see. Um, I I just, I don't see them being that great. I don't, I don't know. The the AFC East, I like the Dolphins. I like the Bills. Uh, I don't see the Jets kind of living up to the expectations that, people are putting on them with aaron Rodgers, but uh fascinating I mean, to see an what happens there
6: yeah they're going to be an interesting team for sure just because of all the young players that they have and some of the promise that they've shown uh coming in from last season but you know i don't know i mean it you know it's all about that team chemistry sometimes it's a little bit of luck too you throw that in there um We'll see what happens. Thank
4: God. I am turning into an old man. I said Paul Hackett. That's the father of Nathaniel Hackett, who was the Broncos coach. So if I'm naming dads (laughs) instead of their kids, that is a...
6: You are OLD, bud. So
4: look yourself in the mirror moment right there. Thank you, Jamie, for correcting me. Nathaniel instead of Paul Hackett. Uh, Jamie says offense is good for them, but AFC competition is nuts. That's a good point, too. I, I just mentioned their division, but outside of that division... You do have uh, the Broncos with Sean Payton, who I think will be better. But just in that division alone, do the Chargers finally do something? I'm not going to pick them to do something until they do. But of course, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the North is a beast with the Ravens and the Bengals, and a full season of Deshaun Watson, perhaps uh, with the Browns. And then who am I leaving out? The South, eh? Not too much in the South uh including your colts there jamie but maybe the jaguars will be good again but yeah the afc is uh is tough that's a lot of young quarterbacks and good teams for aaron Rodgers and the jets to try to leap over um you know what i noticed Shirley? what's that the kids are gone
6: yeah all the kids are gone i
4: feel like we're a married couple and the kids are finally out of the house now we can party uh
6: I also feel like an empty nester right Right, now. (laughs) I'm like, where did they all go? I don't have anybody to talk to over here.
4: Joey's out. Micah's out. Danny's out. Even uh, young Chan Man is out. Yeah,
6: Chan Man. Hurry up, dude. (laughs)
4: Well, let's make somebody a winner while Shirley's doing double duty. Let's make her do triple duty.
6: Yeah, why not? We are
4: going to give give it away now.
6: Give it away, give it away, give it away
4: now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wow, power ready to kind of awesome. pizza Alright, what are we giving away on this Wednesday? I
6: still wanna know what you were saying.
4: It's pretty clear what I'm saying. I'm saying,
6: why did a Power of awesome. Hunter?
4: <laughs> Duh.
6: <laughs> I just I don't know. Okay. How about lunch for two at Tiebreakers?
4: All right. Lunch for two at TB's can be yours if you are lucky. Caller number
6: eight. Caller eight
4: will eight be great. Enough. We'll be back with you after these words.
6: Syracuse and
2: the world.
1: You're listening to hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back East Plumbing, uh Viva Electric and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing Electrical and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing electrical and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnu blue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. And congratulations to Jay Searles of Winterville, picked up a lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer and more follow tiebreakers on facebook and instagram for daily updates tiebreakers in greenville at bell's fork and in downtown winterville on railroad street now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's Flip.
4: we got a goldie bomb paul goldschmidt hurting his former team with a two-run homer a bomb and it is six to three cardinals as they play in the seventh inning as goldschmidt Crosses home plate on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. Buck. The Buck. Braves trying to get back at the Red Sox tonight. They'll play coming up on ESPN and World Cup action, Women's World Cup USA Netherlands coming up tonight as well. Uh, all part of the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Shirley, you are uh, musical. You love music. I do. Um, try to see if I can. Let's see. I believe this guy was in a band. I'm trying to I'm trying to throw a uh, clue in for you if ooh. I can. All right. Go for it. With this piece of music trivia. Uh ooh, okay. So on this day mm-hmm. in 1986, this was the number 1 song on the Billboard charts. Uh the song's music video won nine won a record nine mtv video music awards at the 87 mtv video music awards
6: okay can i take a guess here sure land of confusion by genesis
4: no but you are
6: close this phil is phil collins no but you are close mike and the mechanics no i don't know if you're close or not now well he was part of the genesis group um, okay, continue. Can well, you give me a hint?
4: He was part of the Genesis group.
6: Oh, Peter Gabriel. <laughs>
4: yes. What was the song?
6: Um, uh, You said uh, uh, how many, how many uh, MTV awards?
4: Nine MTV Video Music Awards. It was no Oh, Sledgehammer.
6: One. Sledgehammer. That was a great video. So there you go. Yeah, there's some videos that were just so innovative at the time that it just kind of blew everybody out of the water sledgehammer obviously was one of them but land of the uh, if you've never seen that one it's actually kind of you know uh i think most people know that my mother is deaf but um one of her favorite music videos of all time is land of confusion from genesis so if you've never seen that video it's got uh it's puppets but it's uh it depicts uh, Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan it's pretty hilarious. I had a
4: random thought the other day to myself, what is my all-time favorite music video? And you know what I came up with? What's that? November Rain.
6: Oh, that's a good one. I um, think that's my
4: all-time favorite music video.
6: It's
1: just god that I song remember is so as long. a kid. Remember
4: you had like a little and I, I, eventually i had like dual cassettes mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. but it was just like one cassette and you could record mm-hmm. and i would hit record and hold it up to the tv during slashes solo just so i could have that and listen to just, it just just that I one part yes, yes
6: yeah
4: uh, i just love that part so much what's your favorite oh, music video
6: oh there's so many that i uh i mean obviously thriller was uh, one yeah. of my favorites um because I take
4: on me is uh a classic
6: it's a good one i wouldn't i wouldn't call it my favorite um i remember thriller so much because it was appointment tv when thriller when that video came out it came out like at midnight on mtv and you know we stayed up and watched it and it was just every bit of what we wanted a a halloween song to be i guess um, favorite video of all time
4: uh, Money for Nothing by Dire Straits is, that's a uh, good one one of the all time greats
6: you know what speaking of Dire Straits one of my f- I, I, this might be my favorite just because it was uh, uh, just a departure but also kind of funny um Walk of Life by Dire Straits.
4: I know the song, I don't know the video. The
6: video depicts basketball bloopers. NBA basketball bloopers.
4: Oh, I didn't. Okay. I and I about.
6: I think that's why I liked it so much. I just say, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Um
4: Jamie says Madonna videos were good back
1: then.
6: Mhm. Uh prob um Papa Don't Preach. That's a good that's a good Madonna video right there. This
4: is what we do when the kids are out. We talk about old music videos.
6: That's right. Kids, there used to
2: be music videos
6: mm-hmm. on TV.
4: Do they still make like music videos on yes. YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I still watch them. That's still a thing.
6: Yeah. I, I have this thing that when I have time, which right here lately has been extremely rare, but when I have some downtime, I will go on YouTube's music page and it'll say like, Trending songs or upcoming music video releases, and I'll go and watch a music video. And if I like the song, I stick around for it, you know, and watch the video. So um, I'm trying to think, there were so many Uh, over there. Mike P
4: says, Tom Petty's don't come around here no more. Oh, the the Alice in Wonderland Wonderland one, yes, because that
6: that cake creeped me out.
4: That was a good one, Mike P. Yes, very creepy. Oh,
6: cutting into Alice's dress! Ooh, ooh, ooh!
4: Don't come around here. It no was more. so
6: creepy. Um, I'm, Give I'm, it I'm up. you know what? Um, there's one with um, it's almost like a live performance, but it's Aerosmith's Dream On. They're in like a, they're like in a, and i I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just Aerosmith and not Eminem's sample <coughs> of Dream On but they're like in an auditorium and they have like lights and everything and it it's uh, kind of
4: cool during the aerosmith uh 90s phase they used to have like alicia silverstone was that her name yes yes
6: yes, and, yes. and
4: um steven tyler's daughter right Liv tyler yeah they mm-hmm. were in like crazy and crying and all mm-hmm. those videos mm-hmm.
6: they were also good videos
4: all right old people video chat we got to take a break we'll come back get ready to wrap it up uh, on pirate radio live here on a wednesday got a good lineup for thursday we'll let you know who's coming on the show when we return after this
6: we're gathered here today to get through this thing called life electric word life that means forever and that's a mighty
4: long time but i'm here to tell you there's something else
8: The The Afterworld.
1: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was up 82 points at 35,520. However, the Nasdaq slipped 17 points, finished out the day at 14,125. S&P was only a down seven-tenths of a point at 4566 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Whoops, now back to clip. Whoops. Whoops.
4: Chandler, welcome back, Bo. Great to be back. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, coming up tomorrow on the show on Thursday, former ecu great bryant packard he is hanging it up when it comes to a pro baseball career we'll find out what's next for him as he will join us coming up on pirate radio live couple ecu hall of famers marcus crandall and rosie thompson will have that interview for you our buddy b-man brandon manning will join us to talk some ECU off-season baseball, some MLB as well. Big man on campus Jeff Nadeau said to join us as well and the season finale of Name That Sound.
6: Yes, we are rapidly approaching football season and it's getting to a point where I just don't have the time to put together the sounds. So it's going to be the season finale. Maybe after football season we might have one, but uh, right now it's just not feasible to do it.
4: Season finale of Name That sound. All that on the way on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will talk to you then with the crew here. I'm Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home.
1: Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of The Voice of the Pirate Nation.